Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the action of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Fine, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Bearded Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Mann. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga rope on that cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you didn't. Now look at that doctor, homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J. Cat Morris. It's February 1st already, 2018. Shit. Um, so tonight, I'm going to talk about some um, IWA Guardians of Hardcore. Um, I got on the show with me, uh, my homie Jeremy. What's going on, bro? What's up, J. Cat? How you doing tonight, man? Good, man. Good. Good, so, uh, man. Yeah, yeah me you, too. You actually made the trek out to... Um, out to IWA once again. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro! You know, you know how I do, man. Uh, Road Warrior. I was driving the whole way too. I, I we we this time we just, I think we same we did uh, 2015. We just drove all through the night, mm-hmm. and you know it's easier that way with you miss all the traffic. Um, it it was tough. It was grueling, and by the time I got there, man, I was just I was beat. But it's it's definitely better in terms of I – and mean, we didn't hit any traffic at all. So we got lucky that way. That's a hell of a trek, man. But how how long was it this time? It was like 14 hours when we went. 
Yeah, it was less than that because, as I, as I told you, we didn't hit any traffic, not even a slow bumper to bumper for a few minutes. So it was it was probably about 12 hours. Hmm. It yeah, was. Uh, it didn't feel too trip. bad, but like I said, it, like you said, it's it's grueling. It's an awful trip. I mean, it really is. I wish that it was closer so I could go to more of the their shows. But I mean, yeah. it's just the way it is. You know, we we live in Jersey, so uh, getting a getting down that every way is a real bitch. Yeah, it is. Um, so other than you know, no traffic and all of that. Um, how was how was the trip? How did it go? Because I know, I mean, fuck, man. Even if it goes well, Ohio feels like it's like you know ten years long, and <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, that's the most awful motherfucker out of the whole deal, man. Ohio, holy fuck! It's just, I mean, you know, you know all about it, man. It's it feels like it never ends. Just drive and drive and drive. Pennsylvania is a bitch too, but. Ohio was even worse because it's just flat, nothing to look at, just dead. And yeah, until you get to Cincinnati. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a terrible state. It really is. <laughs> it is, man. It is. <laughs> yeah, but, but other than that, man, you know, it was yeah, Go Pennsylvania ahead, sorry, is mountainous but... and beautiful, and you know, like you could drive through and go, right. "Oh, look at that! That's nice. Oh, look, cows!" You know, Ohio people <laughs> exactly. own like three miles of land, and just it'll just be flat. Like you're lucky if they have a tree, yeah. like any kind of tree on it. It's like, what the fuck is no, going you, on here? You guys you're just exactly right. This dude. land or what happened? And we still saw the the uh, ripped up rubber from the tires on the side of the road too. A lot of it. Yeah, so, they murders tires. That was the theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ohio is for tire killers. It is, but it, it rained a little. It, where the only time we hit weather was through Ohio too, which I was a little worried about going in, but I figured it would be you know storm or something. Mm-hmm. But nah, it was a little bit of rain, and it really wasn't too bad. It could have been way worse. I mean, other than being cold. It was an easy trip as far as weather. No snow at all anywhere on the ground or in the air. It was it was just fine that way. Yeah, so, so you get out there. You know what's what's this venue like? Because I, I, every time you make a trip, it's a new venue, new place. I think you went to the gay bar last time or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's well, it's interesting. I mean, this one King King twenty seventeen was here too at the Memphis flea market and Memphis is a little outside of where Ian usually runs, at least from what I knew of the Clarksville and Sellersburg and all that. Memphis is a little further out of the, of that area. So, but it's still not far from all that. And when you drive up, it's just a little red building. It says, flea market or something in the outside or antiques. I can't quite remember right now. I'd have to mm-hmm. check out the pictures. But uh, And you go in there, and that's exactly what it is. It's a it's an antique mall uh, or an antique shop, and they have really cool shit, man. It's, it's, it's all been remodeled because they just got new ownership in there. Mm-hmm. And that's why, if you remember, and if your listeners remember, I don't remember exactly when it was two months ago, Ian ran the show last stand in Memphis or whatever, I think that was the name of it, because he 
pretty much thought that was it for Ivy Bray in that building. And the new owners turned out that they were okay with it. So they're continuing to run there, and that he's Ian has kind of had the confidence at least to give it the name, the IWA Arena, for now. So I hope they stick with it. It's it's a cool building for wrestling, it really is. They they have you walk in and the flea market is there, and then you just kind of they have a partition, and then you walk through it, and there's a big wider space where the ring is. So like so. the flea market is still like an ongoing thing, even when you go there for shows. Well, they, it is, but they close it. Uh, they close okay. it during, at showtime, but it is open. Yeah, and, and it's kind of cool because all the fans and the wrestlers, when they get there, they they check it they check it out. So you can just be walking on the aisles and look up, and there's Masada, you know, or you're you're checking out old hubcaps or something, and you look up, and there's Marcus or something, you know. So it's kind of right. neat that way, but. Uh, it, it, Definitely, um, we went early, and, you know, it was probably good that we did. I mean, uh, but but they did wind up postponing the show because homeless Jimmy missed his flight the first time around, so. Right. Uh, which I was so depressed because we heard that on the way there, and I, oh, I thought, oh, because that was really the second secondary match I was looking most forward to, and. Jimmy did wind up getting there just fine. It's just he was delayed. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm surprised because uh, you know, he was saying like, Yeah, I missed the flight and uh I, I gotta get my second flight and I'll get I'll get like he'll he'll get there around eight and then has like a two hour drive once he lands and I'm like, This fucking guy's not getting there and uh, I know, I didn't think there was any way he would. I didn't think there was any way he would get there, but Jeff Skelton the airplane pilot helped him out somehow. Uh, he drove. He, I, he was explaining to me the story, and I, I'm going to botch it up, but it was something about he took his rental car up to the Chica- to Chicago so Jimmy could use the car. Or so I, I I got mixed up on the details, but they're they're pretty close anyway. So uh, Skelton helped him out and. And then Skelton was kind of giving me updates. And at one point he said, oh, Jimmy just got to Chicago Airport. So we knew he was on his way. It's just a matter of when he was going to get there, I suppose. But yeah. uh, he got there, and, man, you know, thank thank goodness. But there wasn't a bad match on the show. So I can't – it's hard to say that one match was, you know, way better than others or something because it was one of those shows where – you knew it from the start that everybody wanted to outdo the last match and it, because nobody wanted to be the one that couldn't hack it out there. So it just, it, it was like that all night. It was every match was more badass than the last one. Yeah. Um, we'll get into the matches and uh, I plan on actually watching the video on demand over the weekend and um, yeah. getting into it again with Shaheen on, I think Monday we're cool. going to do that one. Um, cool. so, you know, we'll get into the matches in detail there too. Um, I, I do want to, you know, get this out of the way and I'm going to go on a, a pretty big rant. And I think Ian's going to like the side of the rant that I have on, uh, later on after, you know, we're done talking, but, um, cool, man. I, have, I have to touch on this side of it just because, you know, it's, it's gotten a, I don't know. Um, 
I guess a little bit sensitive as far as what the internet says and what's, what's said and this and that. And it became, I guess, an issue that he didn't want results or some shit. Like the thing is, this is I understand like from Ian's standpoint, if Ian doesn't want to be the guy himself to put out results, yeah, I understand that yeah. completely. That's, you know, that's, you know, his choice to say, Hey, you know, uh, go check out the show. If you want to know what happened, I, I get that part. Um, but I mean, you know, it, results are all over the internet. I don't feel like I, you know, I'm hiding any kind of top secret shit for him. Um, if you Google, you know, Guardians of Hardcore results, the fucking the whole thing comes up right front to back. So, hey, you find it easily. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um. So it's not really, you know, something where I feel like, you know, some kind of ultimate betrayal. That like, oh, how dare you give away the finish? Like, I. I mean, it's, I honestly think, and it, you know, it speaks to my other point too. Um, I, I really think that you can tell people what happened and that's enough that should sell the show. Um, oh yeah, definitely. You know, again, I'll, I'll talk about the whole recording thing later on. Cause I have a lot more to say about that, but um, sure. I, I really think word of mouth should be enough to sell the show for what it is and what people know that these guys are capable of. And the shows that people know Ian is capable of running. I mean, he's no rookie to this shit. So, you know, he could put on a show like nobody else and um, the talent that he's got lined up and the, you know, the, the stipulations and everything else. I don't think it's a secret to anyone. So I don't know for me, I'm kind of lost on, on results anyway, because you know, once you get to 40, it, wins and losses don't really weigh on you quite as heavy, but um, I totally know, agree. Yeah. So anyway, um, let's, totally let's get into the show. Um, Started out with a non-hardcore match, right, Eddie Kingston? Yeah, man, and I, I was so excited to. I, I'm always excited to see Eddie Kingston, but yeah, Eddie came out and was doing the promo with Ian, and it's kind of this, you know, what you'd expect to. I'll I'll wrestle anybody, bring anybody, get, get somebody out here. Let's go, you know. I don't care what I got to do. I don't care, and Ian reminded him, this is a hardcore show, Eddie. You know that, right? You don't normally do that. And he said, ah, I don't do no fucking light tubes, but come on, bring them out. I'll do whatever whatever I got to do. and whatever. So anyway, who came out was Nick Webb, which was a cool surprise, man. I you know, I didn't expect that, and mm-hmm. it was cool to see Eddie and Nick Webb getting in there. Um, Nate, Nate definitely showing his age, you know, for sure, um, but – it's hard not to expect that, you know. But uh, but that was a cool. It was a cool match, man. Uh, there was some cool cool stuff in there. Uh, one of the things that stands out in my mind was Webb was coming off the top rope and Eddie got him with the spinning back fist no. uh, as he came off the the top. But mm-hmm. I was gonna actually when you saw something just now, it resonated a lot with me because you said you know when you hit forty, the wins and losses don't really matter a whole lot. And I'll tell you, man, I had to really jog my memory as it was on some of these who got the fit, who won, because, and even because some of them, the matches were so badass both ways that right. it almost really didn't matter to me who came over, who went over, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, 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 I definitely hear you. You know, if you go, you go in and you watch a match as a grown ass man, and obviously, you know, the, the the work part of it is, you know, come on, uh, you go into it, you see a great match. Are you ever in a million years going to go, 
man, it was a great match, but you know, it really sucked because such and such won. It's like, <laughs> not, yeah, not really. Right? Yeah. Like, when the fuck is not anymore? Happen? I don't. Say. Yeah. No. Not gonna do that when you get older. <laughs> Right. Unless yeah. you're one of these fucking hung up on hating the WWE guys that are like, you know, that fucking that AJ versus Cena match is fucking awesome. But of course they fucked AJ and Cena one. It's like, again, oh, I know. What, yeah. what age are you? Like, if the match was awesome, you and AJ and all the indie fans are winning. Like, AJ had an awesome match on pay-per-view. That's fucking great. That's not a bad thing because Cena won or get the fuck. I just, I don't know. That's I can't right. live that way anymore. I know. I hear you. I, yeah. It's like the guys are getting paid handsomely. You know, in the case of the, the AJ and what you were talking about there, I mean, uh, trust me. And and then you hear all the time the, oh, they're getting buried, you know, because they lost a fucking match. It's like, ah, go ahead and tell fucking, you know, whoever, Kevin Owens or whoever, they're getting buried, you know. They're, yeah. they're making uh, fucking great pay. Finally, they they earned it, you know, and they're there. So, uh, uh, you know, people will react big time to that shit. Yeah, of course. I, you know, I could see if if the guy got brought up onto the WWE roster and all he did is lost. All he did is lost. They're jobbing him out left right. and right. He's getting squashed. Right. You know, that's not the case. AJ Styles has been world champion. Uh, you know. Dean exactly. Ambrose has had titles. Um, yep. You know, Nakamura yep. just won the Royal Rumble. Like, the days are mm-hmm. over. These guys are not getting buried under the company. They're getting spotlighted. These guys are getting half-hour segments. Kevin Owens is cutting promos and headbutting Vince McMahon in the face on Raw. Like, dude. Yeah, man. Just fucking enjoy because it's it's not where these guys are getting shelved and shoved out the door. Like, these guys are getting exactly. shot they never gotten before. Exactly. Yeah, yep. these fucking pussy it's fans nice. wins and losses. Nice. <laughs> I know, man. Yeah, it's pretty unprecedented the uh, the level to which the uh, indie guys have made it, you know, in there. Yeah. Um, so, so that that yeah, in so, itself was pretty cool. So, Eddie Nate Webb, uh, what's the next thing to happen? Uh, well, <laughs> they had a dance. Uh, Nate got Eddie to dance in the ring, so that was that was interesting. Sure. But uh, Eddie didn't want to, man. He was like, "No, I don't, I don't do that shit." Nate somehow got him in there to do a little dance to the fucking uh, uh, what's uh, the weedest the weedest song, yeah, that, Teenage Dirtbag. Teenage Dirtbag, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Cause I, you know, I'd never, I don't think I've ever seen Nate live, so that was pretty pretty neat to to see that entrance and stuff like that, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good good shit to start, you know, quick cool. match, not that long, but again, you know, yeah. Nate Webb's not going to be putting on the matches that he put on with like JC fucking Bailey in 2003. I mean, you know, it's just not going to happen anymore, but yeah, um, I feel like Nate doesn't even really wrestle much anymore. He's a bartender and I nah. feel like he's putting in heavy hours there and it's it's like a wrestler yeah. like a, every once in a while the phone rings and it's like, "Hey, you want to do this?" Eh, why not?" you know. Yeah, and I think he would Saturday. do it straight. Exactly, and and he was there, you know, as soon as Ian, that was a recurring theme a few times, Ian got on the mic and was talking about how when the show started looking like it was going to shit, because, you know, and it really never felt like it went to shit, totally. I guess it was the wrong way to put it, because as long as RSP Gage was there, I figured that was going to be, you know, it was okay, mm-hmm. but, you know, his 
that one match that they had planned with Devin and uh, oh, who that Insane Lane and all they were all canceling left and right, and then uh, Jimmy missed the flight. So Ian said, I I made some changes to show, and I think that I made it. I think they're going to be for the better. And uh, it turned out that it was, uh, for, as far as I could see. I mean, you got no, there was no weak link on the show, whereas I think if Lane and them worked, nothing against Lane, but Lane can't go to the level of these guys on this show. No, he can't. So, no, I, you know, I had my issues with Lane and this and that, but I honestly don't think he's entertaining anymore. Um, you know, he had his point, no. you know, when he came into CZW and, uh, Badass DJ threw him off the balcony and almost killed him. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know he. Yeah, he was entertaining at that time. Um, he you know, he sure. gained a lot of weight. Sure. He went through a lot of things in his life, and I'm not trying to attack him personally or anything like that. But you know he, he's big and slow, and you know I I just don't feel like he's got it. Um, nothing he did in sure. the ring when I watched him recently in his recent comeback, you know, past couple of years. And now I'm not saying that you know I've watched his whole catalog, but you know I've seen him live. I've seen his sure. stuff on the Deep South, and I just I, I'm not impressed, man. I, I need a lot more movement out of my guys, my deathmatch guys, and wrestlers in general. Yeah. Um, that whole like I'm methodical, I'm I'm uh, you know plotting, and eh, I'm not buying it. It's uh, yeah it's enough already. Exactly. So that's that, why that's this just show. Me. I can't wait to see this show because this is this show was balls to the fucking wall the whole time. I mean, yeah. I, even Josh Crane, which, I mean, you know, I'm not ahead of the masses, but just to give you an idea, I mean, they, if there was one guy when he came out when I went, oh, boy, it was Crane. And I got to give him credit. He was going every time. I, he just he never slowed down. So, I mean, yeah, they, they, they <laughs> I know, but, you know, just honestly, though, he surprised me because uh, I figured he was going to, he was going to be the weak link. And, I'm not saying he was, you know, fucking brain damage out there, but he was, you know, he held his own. So it was a, it was a great show, man. But, uh, but anyway, you know, go back to it. I mean, the next match went up to Batman was, uh, electrified, electrified light tubes, electrified light bulbs and cinder blocks. It was Masada and Brad Cash. Yeah. And, uh, this was Brad Cash. Um, yeah, it's yeah, just, you know, going in, uh, Brad Cash was a guy I know nothing about, but again, Masada sure. is the measuring stick. So, I mean, if Hell, you yeah. how good a guy is, that's who you put him against. Uh, so, so how was yeah. this? I, I love the electrified stuff. I think it's such a cool visual. I know it is. Oh, it was fucking awesome. But, but honestly, uh, well, Brad Cash is a big dude, big, mm-hmm. he's yeah. well over six feet. He's just a big cat. Um, but, and he wears a shirt to the ring that says Suicide King. And I was laughing because that match, stepping in there with Masada, really was pretty close to suicide. I mean, Masada just, I don't even, I I don't recall Cash really getting offense. I mean, Masada just fucking murdered him. There was, it, it was, uh, Masada at one point got his hand, got his, his hands on a handsaw. And he just carved the fuck out of cash with that. And then, um, you know, skewers, of course, too. But um, there was a, a nasty fucking spot where Masada 
laid a, one of the electrified bolts on on Cash's neck and then and then smashed the fucker with the cinder block. I mean, it was wow. it was brutal. It was stiff, and it was the same thing that I thought about Cash when I first saw him. I first saw him at King 26, 2016, and and that's hard to hard to get much out of a guy because it's the four ways that Ian's been running, you know, in the yeah. first round. But mm-hmm. Cash really took a hell of a beating on that one, and I thought, you know, well, you know, I don't know about his offense, but as far as taking a beating, it really looked good in that. And this time too, uh, he, he took he took uh, fucking gobs of punishment, and you know, <laughs> Masada once Masada once again, man, he showed why he's he's the beast, man. You don't fuck with him. Yeah. Uh, you, you just you, you can't. I mean, he. I know it's a it's a it's a work and all that, but. Ian always preaches, and I always remember that he says this, that so few guys anymore have that look of the intent to cause bodily harm, and Masada's one of them. I mean, it it looks like he's going to fucking kill you. And uh, and he, he lives up to it, too. I mean, you know, he, he, really, he really lived up to it. So, badass match, man. Just badass. You know, you just, yeah. I, you kind of, I was kind of amazed at how much he kicked the shit out of this guy, but he did. Yeah. So the next match was a women's match, World Series of Glass match with, um, yeah. Uh, Kikyo? I, I don't know who, I yeah. don't even know how Kikyo. to say her name. Kikyo. Yeah, yeah. Kikyo and Ludark. And holy shit, man, these, these girls went in, man. Uh, you know, World Series of Glass, and with this one, they had shaped the – it wasn't the, the typical – you know, when I think World Series of Glass, a lot of times it's the log cabins. But this time they had – I think they were shaped like pentagrams. Mm-hmm. Pentagrams or stars, you know, basically. But I, I think, you know, all the, all the light tubes were shaped like that. And then they had the small panes of glass, little small ones, almost like mm-hmm. – Almost like picture frame glass. Yeah. And but they really went all for it. I mean, they 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 went in. There were some awesome spots. I mean, Kikyo hit a out of nowhere. She kind of did a couple things in the crowd. Um, so do this, do that, get her with the glass or whatever. And Kikyo kind of went, I'll do whatever the fuck I want to. And then before you knew it, she hit a senton on Ludark and smashed the one the one. Uh, Tube contraption. It was it was an awesome spot, and mm-hmm. you know, like I said, those, those small pains that kept popping each other in the face of them and stuff. But it was a were solid like match. I mean, uh, were they the size that they used in like the Nick Age Invitational one, the first one? Remember those little ones that they were using? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think they were exactly Corp that. And, um, mm-hmm. and Masada were using them. And Masada, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which again, you know, I was talking to some people, and that came up again. And they said, you know, that was probably that was one of the best death matches I've ever seen. You know, and it had to be right. I mean, it was amazing. But uh, it was Corp very good. Um, yeah, yeah. Those little pains allowed a lot of things. They used blocks, which I, I really like blocks. I think it really drives a point home as far as your offense goes because you can't fake into sure. blocks. 
And exactly. um, I like fire. A fire really gets over. They were outside. They were able to really get shit fucking blazing. And I think, uh, yeah. you know, it, yeah. if you do fire right, it's it's really visually pleasing. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. And, the, and speaking of that, there was some. Uh, in the in the next match, it was uh, Mance, Mance Warner, who, mm-hmm. to me, is the most over guy in the business right now. And he, and not only that, but he's money. Um, uh, you know, he should be up here more. I know that GCW brought him up to Allentown, but I didn't hear much more of it after that. But there's some kind of magic with him, him and IWA. Um, you you kind of gotta see his entrance live. I think I was watching it, too because I have powerbombed on TV. Which, yeah, yeah. Indies, yeah. I should say. Okay. I don't give a fuck about the mainstream. Okay. But I don't even watch mainstream wrestling, so I couldn't even tell you who's, <laughs> you know, I couldn't even have that argument. Right. But, um, and and we'll also exclude Japan. Because, I, you know. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. States today, I think this guy. And I, I, I do think there is something special about the NWA Mance Warner, though, because I saw on Powerbomb.tv, I saw him work for a group called Southern Underground Pro, and he comes out to different music, and it's just not, it really wasn't the Mance Warner entrance that I experienced when I went down there. Um, So, but, you know, this was, you know, same thing. Uh, It was J.C. Rotten uh, was his opponent, and uh, J.C. came out to the beautiful people, the Ian Rotten, you know, uh, theme and everything. And then when, uh, it's amazing to me how much JC is looking like his dad now anymore. I mean, even the way he, his mannerisms and movements and everything, just like his father. But, uh, I was, you know, I had to blink a couple of times when I saw him swinging things and stuff. It looked like Ian standing there doing it. But, uh, man, this was, I don't know, to say match of the night on this show is tough, but, this at the time I felt like this was for sure. I mean, it was just fucking. I mean, just swinging. It was a home run derby, and they were just swinging it all. I mean, from rackets to tubes to bats to umbrellas. Uh, one point, JC Rotten <clears throat> bashed uh, flaming uh, some flaming tubes on the Mance's head, and I actually caught Mance's head on fire. It was on fire for a few seconds. And he got his head put out. Head on fire. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was just unbelievable. I mean, the people around me were freaking out. It was a spot you don't normally see. But, yeah, man has hair now, which he didn't always. But he, he's growing the hair out a little bit. And I think that's what caught uh, some of his hair. But, you know, he was running. And he was running around the ring. He's so good at telling. I mean, he was running. He was running spaz, like a spaz when they caught on fire. But uh, he didn't really show that he was panicking, but he might have been at that point, man. I mean, your head's on fire, but, um, yeah, it's just, it's just awesome. I mean, the punches, they were laying them the fuck in. It was almost as if they said to each other, we got to lay them in because this show, you know, we're going to be the ones that it'd be easy to say that was the worst match or whatever, you know, you know nowhere close. I mean, they were just swinging. Um, knocking the piss out of each other, headbutts and uh, 
rights and lefts. Mm. It was awesome. It was just it was a fantastic match. And after after the match, of course, you know, Ian came and put over both guys, of course, and uh, he was saying, you know, how much JC did for the show and how much he helped. Uh, he really stepped up. And, and then Mance wasn't even supposed to be on the show, but that was one of the reshuffling of the deck matches that Ian did. And he called Mance that night, and Mance said, of course, I'll be right there. And I saw Mance coming in, actually, before the show, so I knew that he was going to be on. Uh, but uh, Ian said but before the show, he said in the locker room, who's going to step up tonight? And, and, you know, he said Mance was the first one to raise his hand on that. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, he did. Uh, it was it was really good. It was, it was really good. But, you know, each match was better than the last. So, I you know, it's hard to say that it was great. It was the best one because everyone was great. So saying that, the next match has got Bryant Woods and Rob Marsh. I don't even know who Rob Marsh is. I'm not a Bryant Woods fan. Um, he's a crazy fucking dude, but his matches are generally really, really sloppy. Um, what was this match all about? What was your uh, review on this? Yeah, one? yeah. They're, they're, I, I guess I would have to say you're probably right on that. I mean, he's definitely not. Uh, you know, Bryant Woods is not gonna gonna be. Your, you know, your your wrestler that doesn't have some, some, some botches or some, you know, some sloppy stuff going on out there. And Marsh is fairly new in the business too, from what I know. I don't really know how long he's been going at it. He he wrestles Slack at Carnage Cup. Uh, he's he's from, I, I want to say he's from Maine or something. Yeah. Um, and I but, watched that match. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he's a tough kid. I mean, he, he took a lot of punishment here. Uh, the spots that stick out to me, this was like a, they call it, in the results that you sent me, they call it the doors, ladders, and chairs match, which I guess that's right. Uh, but it was also, I just, the, the big thing that stood out to me was the gusset plates. They, they were on everything. And uh, right. shout out to my boy, Drew Chaos and Burning Hammer Photography. You got to, Get get your ass on Facebook. I mean you. I mean anybody listening. I know you right. check them out. But I mean get on Facebook and and get to that burning hammer if you haven't already because nobody is gonna. If the show comes to life just looking at the pictures. I mean, yeah. uh, and and the brutality really comes across too. And Mars, there was a spot where I thought they were gonna fall. They were on the top rope and. Uh, I think it was, I want to say it was like a Spanish fly, but it it was a little bit, it wasn't a a crisp Spanish fly, but, but it was nonetheless. And uh, Marsh wound up going through the gusset plate table on the floor. And uh, he really, he fucked his arm up. I mean, Drew got some good pictures of that. Just the, the, the crazy holes and stuff in in the kid's arms. Uh, But, but uh, that was awesome. And, and Woods did, embed a couple of the, the uh, hypodermic needles in in Marsh's head, too. Um, yeah. Marsh has a bald head, so... Um, which, I, you know, that spot always scares me because in Woods, I don't think is really gentle with that. <laughs> Either, I, one of the... I forget who it was, but maybe it was J.D. Horror, but mm-hmm. they did that spot together, and 
Hades. I think you know one got kind of embedded in the skull a little bit. It, yeah. Woods uh, pushed it down so hard, but but yeah, that was a good one. Uh, you know, big two big guys. I mean, Marsh is a pretty big dude too. He's he came out with a manager. I had never seen him before. Pretty good on the mic, this guy. Um, but you know, he had kind of a wardrobe malfunction because he came out in like a purple suit that you probably got at the thrift store or something. Didn't really he didn't really look the part. He looked out of place, but. He was going to Mike and, you know, sold Rob Marsh is kind of the, he said the best kept secret in deathmatch wrestling, which I don't. So then next up uh, you had the tag titles. It was a three-way fans bring the weapons match. You had the rejects of John Wayne Murdoch, Reed Bentley, uh, Ciclope and Mito Extremo and uh, the young dragons of uh, Dale Patrick's and Dr. Strange. Well, um, you know, first thing, <clears throat> This match was, uh, well, Well, first I'll say what I didn't like. Um, Dale and Josh came out first. Mm-hmm. And they came out to... Uh, Josh comes out, I don't like it. <laughs> it ruins him for you. Yeah, <laughs> usually it does me thing. too at this point now. But, you know, he, like I said, he, he, was, he was okay. I, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by it. But then again, he was in the ring with some bad motherfuckers. So I think the match got over. Yeah. And, and this is one of those three shops ones too, because I think that it was originally supposed to be Extremo and Ciclope versus the Young Dragons or something. I don't think it was supposed to be. I don't think the rejects were the rejects were kind of a last minute deal. I thought. Um, I think so. I think it was actually. Um, uh, it was like Ciclope and Dale Patrick's one on one. I think they were actually. Gonna oh, be that's Girl right. That's class. right. And then uh, Mito Extremo was – he was against somebody else. Um, That's right. Sexy Eddie. Sexy Eddie, yeah. It was – yeah, Sexy Eddie. Yeah, yeah. That was one I forgot about. I was disappointed too about Eddie not coming, but, you know, he he was really uh, back. I think his back went out on him or something. He was going to get on the plane, but, yeah. But uh, the Young Dragons came out to Faint by Lincoln Park, uh, J.C. Bailey's song, man. And I don't know, man. I, I, I get I get a little bit antsy when it comes to stuff like that, man. I don't, you know, to me, if you're going to, and I don't know the inside scoop on it, so it could have very well been just a tribute, you know, or something like that. But it pissed me off because it, it's not like they got on the mic and said, yeah, JC fucking Bailey or nothing like that. They just came out to it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Number one, yeah, I mean, somebody Josh is really good at piggybacking on other people's yeah. success. Yeah. You know, he's like this uh, Drake Younger's protege for his whole thing, but he's just, he's a fat, lazy fuck. Um, yeah, I, I'm biased because he's the only fucking wrestler that owes me money. Like, uh, no wrestlers owe right. me money, just Josh Green. So, you know, obviously right. I'm a little bit biased, but um, you know, he he's just one of these dudes. He he posts online how like, you know, work hard because you know while know. while your opponents are resting, you should be bettering yourself. And if you want something, work really hard for it. Never stop training. And then he shows up looking like a fucking pear. You know, I mean, he, he's built like a pigeon. Yeah. And uh, I know. You know, like dude, you, stop talking about hard work if you plan on doing none of that shit. Like you, you know. And when he fucking I really messages, think, 
talking about, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you all my proceeds, you know, uh, yeah, all of the money yeah. I earn goes yeah, to you. Right. Like I have the screenshots of this shit and this asshole just runs around working fucking shows and I haven't seen that. So I'm, I'm clearly biased, but go ahead. Exactly. I don't blame him. I mean, and I yeah. think that his, his size, the fact that he's let his body go has really been a direct, has had such a direct effect on him in the ring too. I mean, I, I really didn't think he was such shit uh, years back. Um, I saw him in the King 2014 finals against Tremont. He, he, was, he was respectable. Um, breaking up a little bit. Uh, I don't know why. Okay. Yeah, i do not sure why. Maybe I don't always get the best signal. I know that. Sprint. Yeah, that do you have, what do you have, Verizon? Uh, I mean, I'm on the Sprint. computer. Oh, okay, yeah. Sprint is the shits. I mean, uh, I well, anywhere we are, I have no signal, and then my wife has signal, and she has Verizon. Yeah. You know, yeah, we'll I be in the mall or something. Right oh, now, okay. So. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but anyway, am I breaking up still? No, you sound better now. It oh, good, okay. Okay, good. Yeah, so I was going to say, unless it's Danny Havoc or some shit coming out to J.C. Bailey's theme, I don't really want to fucking hear it because... I I just don't really see many people hitting that level, uh, you know, anymore. I mean, I it's just not. I don't see why that had to be. You know what I mean? You could pick a lot of different themes, but anyway. So, but they never said anything about it. So I can only assume that it wasn't really a tribute. Because if it was, wouldn't you say something like, or wouldn't you come out to the ring and? But anyway, I don't know. Not many people I know were upset about that that I told, but you know, it bothered me nonetheless. Um, sure. But uh, you know, I had never seen Ciclope and Miedo Extremo live. These motherfuckers are bad, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are balls to the wall, and uh, the rejects too. I mean, gotta give the rejects props. I mean, they came in. I don't really think they wanted to work for Ian anymore. Um, but, you know, Ian called them, said, I really need you. They came, and it was they gave it their all. I mean, no doubt they did. Everybody did because this was this was all out. My, you know, the only other criticism I might have is that the action was too – there was too much going on at all times. And you had, you know, one pair would break off over on this side of the ring, then one pair was over here. And it's not like they were doing fucking restful shit. They were doing high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot. And you couldn't keep an eye on all of it. I would just hear glass smashing in one side. And you look, then you look over there and then I hear it smash in the other side. So it was hard to keep up with. It was, uh, it was tremendous. Uh, one of the spots that was really, really uh, tough was Cyclope. Uh, Reed, Reed Bentley just screamed, we're about to go fishing, and he had a fishing pole. And he hooked, he he fucking fish-hooked Cyclope in the mouth and then was pulling back on the rod because, you know, the rod was all set up like you were going to fish. And he had it hooked in, in Cyclope's mouth, and he was yanking back on that bitch. And then the spot they, they finished it off with Murdoch hitting the Southern Destroyer off the top rope, Deep South Destroyer, off the top rope, while Cyclope had the hook in, and Reed was put yanking on it, 
while he was hitting the move. So that was really badass. Um, and, and then uh, Syncope hit a he, – he got some major air on one spot. He, he, he rocked Dale Patrick's with a curb stomp off the top rope. And it was right on to, I think, a gossip plate board or something or some kind of – I can't remember the exact – contraption there but you'll yeah. you'll enjoy that spot too mm-hmm. but yeah man just just awesome you know uh you you know you end up uh i i don't think many people would be surprised to figure that you know the belts didn't change hands that night but didn't matter you know didn't matter at all and of course after ian kind of it was a little bit awkward because ian was saying on the mic I'm glad you guys are back home, and and they really weren't putting it over what he said. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you could tell that the rejects were kind of in the place of, look, we came in to help you, but this doesn't mean we're back full time. I don't know if that's true or not. It's just that's the way it felt. Right. So, so um, I think the DTU up? boys will be back. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, they, they were impressive. As fuck everywhere they go, so. Oh, they sure do, man. They sure do. So uh, next up was the uh, homeless Jimmy match, right? Yeah, man. And I saw. I, I like how you posted that uh, homeless Jimmy in in uh, 2018 is still innovating at Alvaro, and he is. Man. I mean, he's one of those guys that really, like, uh, almost like Corp did in his in his run there, what, a couple of years ago or whatever, right. where they sort of got a resurgence. And now Jimmy, man, he's fucking, he's he's wild, man. And and then he, him and Marcus Crane, and this was a shopping cart death match. So you knew, I knew I was going to be seeing some shopping cart, some some nasty fucking back bumps on shopping carts yeah. and stuff like that. And uh, you got all of that, man. It was fucking yeah. wild. But uh, uh, Hurricane Rana onto the fucking outside the ring onto the shopping cart. And, you know, those bitches don't give. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's, uh, I mean, I just saw pictures of the spot, and that's, that's fucking insanity. I mean, Hurricane Rana yeah. off of the top turnbuckle to the yeah. outside on the fucking shopping carts that are laying on their sides. And yeah, that, again, like as long as Jimmy's been in the business for him to be doing silly shit like that, I mean, <laughs> props to him because that's, that's yeah. like, Oh, you don't expect that type of shit. There's a lot of guys that are that exactly. far into the business and they just do their trademark spots and take it home, you know, and whoever that's wants right. to take the big bump on their trademark spots, fine, but they're not looking to really like, do some old crazy new shit. They're almost done. They're wrapping it up. You know what I mean? They're not, they're not like, Hey, That's right. what silly shit could we do here today with, with my shopping cart? And, you know, exactly. I mean, yeah, you know, and the so dude's fucking I, nuts. I, I give man. him credit. And Marcus yeah, Green is, is one of the craziest motherfuckers in the business. Hands down. I mean, to take that crazy shit, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's been, oh yeah. Uh, and it looks, it looks bad. Just adding to his, you know, his resume of madness in such a short amount of time, too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's a that's well said. Resume of madness, man. I I don't know. You're right because when you think of the craziest spots and shit, Marcus is going to wind up factoring into most of that conversation. But uh, mm-hmm. he's 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 really 
innovative too. He he got his hands on a police riot shield. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, it was awesome. And then he taped the bitch with light tubes. And they did this. They did this spot where Marcus got in a shopping cart and he asked a fan, "Push this, push it as hard and fast as you can." And the dude, the dude did. He pushed it fast, and Marcus just right into Jimmy, smashed the fucking the tubes and the, the shield right in Jimmy's face. But I, it was wild because I happened to. I had to go to the bathroom after the match, and I walked in, and Marcus was in there, and just you know, pool of red water in the sink. But uh, mm-hmm. he was talking to me, and he was showing me, you know, his head was all punctured up, and and then he, but he just said, you know, he got his, he got that riot shield because he had a chip to him. So I don't I don't really know how, but he thought of that spot, and I thought it was really cool, man. I mean, it's, it's kind of ballsy to have a fan do something because you never know if they're going to do it right. But yeah. uh, the fan did it well, so uh, so. But that was a good match. It was it was kind of short, but y- you wouldn't expect any longer because the brutality was off the charts. So yeah. every 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 move was brutal. I mean that that's one where you just cringe through it because it was it was nasty. But you know. It, 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 that's Jimmy and Marcus, man. That's why I knew when that match was announced. I knew that. that there we go. That's that's going to be one match to remember. For sure. And then the main event, obviously, uh, RSP versus Nick fucking Gage. Uh, you know, definitely highly anticipated match. Um, yeah, how, how did this go? It lived up to every bit of it. it first of all, for anybody that hasn't seen, and you've seen it live, me, you and I both did, the House of Horrors, that stipulation, it's been done, you know, a lot of places, but in IWA, man, that's, it's a, it's a fucking brutal, special, just, I don't even know what you'd call it, man, it's a spectacle, right? I mean, when you see that thing all set up, uh, it's just, it's really, it's, it, you know something's about to go down, and... Um, and here comes, you know, here comes RSP with the CCW belt, and then here comes Gage with the GCW, and he had a lot of the GCW boys with him. You know, Marcus was out there, Sicope and Extremo were out there, and they were actually holding the belt. Um, so it kind of, and, and one thing they kept telling was, Ricky kept saying, you know, I got nobody with me, Gage, you got a bunch of people. What the fuck's up with that? And I, so I don't know. I think they're trying to work something, um, mm-hmm. you know, certainly furthering, you know, at least the GCW end of it with that IWA. But uh, this was, I mean, again, check out the Burning Hammer pictures, any listener who hasn't, just to get a get a, a feel for it because the the blood in here, and I mean, I know this would be nothing dramatic for you because you've been to them all with the, you know, death matches and the blood and stuff. But this one, the smell of the blood was was really something. It was it was sort of uh, it just never ended. You know, it, the the blood, the smell of it. You know, you could actually smell it was so thick. Um, but but yeah, man, they were just they were fucking. This was this was balls out. RSP. 
at one point RSP locked on a sharpshooter, and we were saying that his sharpshooter is one of the the fucking. It actually looks kind of devastating, and you, you know that it, it doesn't really compute because that's not that kind of move. But mm-hmm. just the way he puts it on, I don't know the way he locks it on. It looks really good, uh, and plus, you know, it's even even more extreme when the mat is full of glass and everything else. Um, sure. Page took the tube in the mouth. You know, the, the, he's been known to kind of do that in that spot. Never ceases to look insane. Um, you know, Gage cracked the light tube inside Page's mouth. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know how he pulled it off without cutting the shit out of his mouth. But he seems to get it done. But man, I'd be worried. I was gonna cut my fucking tongue. Some shit. Yeah. Um, tombstone. Yeah, there was a tombstone to the outside. What's that? I've never really seen a lot of like you know fucking tremendous bleeding from the mouth. People seem to keep getting away with that. I, I don't know how. But good that's what I'm saying. You know, I, I yeah, I'm surprised, man. And he really. He takes it. I mean, that one against Danny Havoc at TOD uh, several years ago, mm-hmm. that one, you know, that one looked bad. Uh, but, but this one did too. Gage just kind of put it in his mouth and reared back and popped the motherfucker. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but it was awesome. It, uh, I mean, the spot to the outside, just suplex to the outside through a light tape tube table. Then there was uh, RSP had a tombstone through the light tube table on the outside. It looked like Gage was dead. I mean, it looked like he landed the run his fucking look like his neck twisted the wrong way. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, then, you know, the the mat is just probably a pound of glass on there and Gage is just rocking that machine gun pile driver on page. It is awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just fucking I don't know, man. It was just a badass match, you know. At the end, uh, you kind of got both of them looking at each other just fucking covered in blood. I mean, Ricky was a bloody mess. He he was cut open from his ear, from the side of his face, everywhere. He had real bad gash. Uh, and we saw him after, actually, in Waffle House. And he, he cleaned up pretty well, but he had the... He definitely had the look of somebody that just fucking was in a war. But, yeah, man, I, I can't wait till you see the show. You're going to love it. You guys don't like good food? Is that the problem? Or, or what, what happens? <laughs> no, man. Well, when you get guys, rolling at that hour of night, which that show didn't end until, oh, Jesus, now I'm going to 1, 1 30, something like that. Because the, the, the setup for the House of Horrors was really long. Yeah. Um, and so at that point, you're looking at, you know, place where you can get somewhat halfway decent food and yeah, we're still open. One, <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. Well, you know, to me it's either that food. or Burger King or something. I don't eat I don't eat fast food, so but it definitely wasn't fast. We sat in Waffle House forever. Yeah, I mean I'd rather my head just, just eat my shoe and have one shoe for that point. <laughs> just butter up the shoe and put that in there. Yeah, yeah, and then it, then I would still have one shoe for the next fucking meal if I had to eat that shit again. <laughs> if you were still hungry. Well, yeah, it's, like, it's a good thing I was really tired because we stayed at the Travel Lodge in Salisbury, and it really wasn't, ah, man. I already was a little skeptical, and then my buddy James told me, ah, I, I said to him, I said, 
what are the re- what were the reviews like? Because I know this motherfucker is big on reviews. He, yeah. he he has to read all the fucking reviews on the internet, right? So I'm like, yeah. and he got, he hasn't been saying anything. So I'm wondering why has he said a word? Normally he would come out with, yeah, really fucking good or what. So we get about halfway there. I go, dude, so what's up with the reviews on this? You, you check TripAdvisor or some shit? He goes, yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything because I'm going to scare you. They got bed bugs, but that was a couple of years ago. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I'm like, oh, shit. So we yeah, get there. Like, <laughs> without even hearing previous, like, anything of this and you saying, like, the travel lodge we stayed at. And I, yeah. I just automatically yeah. got a vibe and I'm like, that sucks. There's no way. That yeah. <laughs> yeah. That had to be disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, it was shitty, man. It was like you go to take a shower. I turned the fucking water on. It came out black for a few seconds, <laughs> and then it straightened itself out. But it was rough. <laughs> it was kind of ugly, man. But uh, we, I got through it. But no, no bed bugs or anything that I know of. So um, I guess it was under new management or something. But I was thinking they would have had to burn the beds, man. If I go to fucking King of the Death Match, we're not staying at that fucking joint. I tell you right now, like oh no, fucking I wouldn't do it again anyway. Whatever I, the fuck we're gonna do, I wouldn't do it again anyway. I didn't even like it. I, I wasn't comfortable there. It was, it just wasn't. It wasn't clean. It didn't. It just didn't feel comfortable. So the last joint, yeah, we, that was nice. It had a fucking pool. Not that I got to use it, but you know, it yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It didn't look like shit. I know. It was real nice. But, uh, you know, yeah. something along those lines oh, yeah. we'll, would be we'll, fucking respectable. Oh, yeah, we'll get a bit, We'll get a different one. I think you picked that one just because it was cheaper. It was cheap. Yeah. So, yeah, but you put, you get what you pay for, I suppose, yeah. on that. So. Yeah. Rent's like a uh, your boy Deathmatch Russell went out there. <laughs> Did you know that? What? Your boy Deathmatch Russell went out there. Oh, Maybe he's listening. Yeah, he went out there, man. He doesn't, he went no, out he doesn't there. listen. He hates this company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The company. Yeah, the corporation. Company. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I look up. There's that motherfucker. I'm like, oh, that. He found his way out here. But uh, he, he told me that. Who did he hang on to to get out there? I, I don't even know these guys. It was just some guys. I, I was thinking to myself, man, he probably burned the fucking bridge with them. <laughs> But yeah. I, he I told me that they stayed in an Airbnb. Have you heard of that? I I don't know really know too much about what that is, but the Airbnb yeah. they're popping up everywhere. I guess he yeah, stayed I at that. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's so. probably better than whatever the fuck you did. But yeah, I I had twelve <laughs> fucking hours with Deathmatch Russell. Has to be like fucking twelve days. Like it's gotta it's gotta just be. Ungodly! It's got to be ridiculously long. Oh, it's fucking terrible, dude. I I don't know if I ever retold the story on your show or not, but if you don't mind, I will real quick. Uh, Twenty twenty sixteen, the motherfucker. We get the king of the death matches. He starts. Oh, oh I'm sick. He's in the gay bar. <laughs> he's sick. He passed out. <laughs> so he's in. The gay so bar. then, he somebody runs and tells him, you gotta get you gotta get Russell. Now, I drove all this way from the show that I go to. You know, I'm all excited about the show. Like, mm-hmm. what the 
fuck, I got to get this guy now. So I go in there. He's on the floor. He's Well, he wasn't on the floor, actually. He was laying face down on the table. Jesus Christ. So I, I'm like, come on, Russell. What, what's wrong? So I'm like, come, let's go sit in the car for a minute. So I, I let him sit in the car. I jacked up the AC, made him drink a water because the motherfucker, he didn't drink water. He was he was basically surviving on energy drink, on, on monster cigarettes and beer. I'm like, lucky no wonder you got sick, like man. A, like a gay Cosby in there. He's lucky that shit didn't happen. <laughs> Maybe if it would have been at night. It would have been risky, man. But he, he probably got yeah, away with it because it's right? Place. Like that place turns into another animal at night. That's what, that's what Reed Bentley told me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I said to Reed, I said, Reed, man, this isn't nearly as bad as I thought. I, I was expecting creepy and sketchy, and it really isn't that bad. And he's like, yeah, don't be hanging around here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know, man. Russell there into the night. I, I'm telling you. But, but what you said is spot on, because the trip, it does almost double. Because this motherfucker, every rest stop. Oh, I got a smoke. He's out there, and then he disappears, and you don't see him for a while. And then here he comes, and then you all get in the car, and I start going. Again. I know, right? That would be it. Just be like, car. Yeah, he's gone. We left. Sorry, Russ. Uh, you know, I, I get in, hit the keys. All of a sudden, Russell goes, "Oh, oh, I gotta go to the bathroom." Now we've already been at the rest stop for 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I'm like, I you didn't. Say, oh, yeah, go ahead, buddy, and then just check out the next episode of Deathmatch Russell to see what turned out. You know, just. Drew <laughs> was saying that to me. Drew said, I, "I, I think you should maybe get Russell and J-Cat in the same car for a while. See how that goes." Said, yeah, Jay would kill him. Yeah. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. The, the, the trip would be very short for him. Oh, no or doubt. Me, one of the two. I would either bail and fucking yeah. take like an Uber or some shit home and be like, fuck all of this. Like, wrestling is not that important to me to tolerate, like, you know, like half of a day of bullshit. Like, there's no, like, 12 exactly. hours. That's half a day. Like, I'm not, I'm too old for this shit, man. I don't, I don't attend shows in Jersey. I'm not going to go through like a an endurance race of dickhead shit, you know? Like, <laughs> fucking marathon of asshole in the car like there's no way <laughs> yeah yeah they can't go but <laughs> can't, can't go no but it, at all. my friend james was saying to me and i agreed he said the, the iwa crowd there isn't they don't seem to be as bad as the hipster fucking gcw crowd and i i agree with him gcw crowd man it 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 turned it was like somebody hit a light switch because I was going to all the shows, and then all of a sudden I went to one, and the crowd was night and day, man. It was like fucking Young Bucks fans and shit. And I just, not that, you know, not that I, I'm not a fan of the Young Bucks, but it, hopefully you know what I mean. I just, it just I don't know, it, it was more, I think the turning point was when they brought in Scott Hall. And then all of a sudden it was all these families and the dads with their kids and stuff, and and everywhere I looked, nobody knew, you know, when the wrestlers would come out, they really didn't kind of know who they were and stuff, which it bothered me. I'm sure to Brett and Danny, shit, why not? <laughs> they're they're buying tickets, what the fuck? 
But paid attendance is paid I, attendance. If if a building is filled exactly. with assholes, it means nothing to the guy who's collecting the fucking money. Exactly, bro. And and you know, and I I understand that. But to me, I I, I got better things to do, and I'm not gonna put up with it. But Shaheen won't. Danny are assholes. So a building full of assholes yeah. is like fucking. It's like home to them. Well, I mean, it's just fucking. Like I said, I I just couldn't. It was. You know, that last show I was texting you, and I just wanted to get out of there, the show I went to. I just didn't – I couldn't stand it. But, uh, you know, Shaheen will tell you a different story probably or won't say like this, but to me, this show was like a fucking gauntlet laid down, man. It was like perfect. And, you know, I'm an IWA mark. You know, that's that's my favorite shit. So, of course, I'm probably going to say it just like Shaheen would. But uh, to me – Ian Rotten, Ian, Ian and Pondo really are who brought the fucking, are who put death matches on the map in in, in this country. So, uh, and who kept pushing it too. And of course, you know, you got to throw Zandig in there, but even like Ian and Pondo were even on that train before that. And fucking, you know, I just think that this show was so appropriately named Guardians of Hardcore because to me, that's exactly what went down. It was like, it was as if Ian, because Ian books this way. He, every now and then he gets his feathers ruffled enough where he has to say, okay, I got to show it again. And to me, this, without a shadow of a doubt, kind of said, okay, GCW's doing some badass shit or whoever's doing shit, but IWA is the fucking, we're, we're the ones that put, put this shit on the map, and we're still the ones that fucking keep it going. You know, yeah. and uh, to me, that's that's what it was, man. It was just fucking, it was a, it was a, a kick-ass night, man. And and to me, it it had a lot in common with that that uh, Kings of the Crimson Mask show. It, it felt kind of like that. Uh, I think you'll probably agree with that when you see it. But you're gonna love it, man. I'm excited to hear it when you see it, and I'm excited to hear your take on it more on with Shaheen too. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into it, uh, like I said, Monday. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm most likely going to watch it early Sunday. So, I mean, if you aren't busy, you're welcome to come by and watch it again with me. Maybe see, you know, different Yeah, I definitely want to, man. I, I definitely want to. So just let me know, yeah. Sweet. But, uh, but yeah, All man, right, thanks my brother. for coming on. And, uh, you know, like I said, the King of the Deathmatch trip could be a lot of fun, man. Uh, you know, I'm hoping everything comes together with that and things go really well. Uh, I know you got your uh, your tickets all lined up and stuff. Uh, I'm gonna wait a little closer. I you know I, I plan on going, sure. but I just I just don't know about buying independent wrestling tickets five months in advance. I feel like a fucking ass. Oh yeah, I, I hear you. I definitely so. hear you. I just you know to me it's like I gotta make sure I have front row. So I'm gonna drive that far. Um, you know I got a little nervous because he did sort of uh, that thing where. POD tickets on sale at the, at the shows or whatever in uh, at the skate zone or whatever you know and never break it up and it was just like that it was he said tickets are on sale right now and then there's a kind of a line for them but yeah. they didn't sell out or nothing I mean nothing like yeah. that you know but um, yeah man yeah but you gotta go man that'd be uh, we'll have we'll have a fucking blast yeah I definitely like to and like I said uh, you know. Me, you, Shaheen, I don't know, whoever else you got planned, um, as long as it's not that little fucking dickhead AJ, you can go fuck no, yourself. No, no, it if won't you, be. 
Yeah, I mean, if he likes, he could fight me outside of whatever vehicle we're going in. And if he gets through it and he, he looks all right afterwards, then, then he can go with us. But I bet you yeah. that doesn't earn, work out. Earn your spot. Earn your spot, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Because yeah. he's a little back. That would be cool. Head, so. Yeah, he, nah, he, he won't be anywhere near it, man. I, You know, uh, I mean, he knew that all the while. It was if you were going – and he wasn't, so that was that was the way that that is, and he knows it. So, um, but yeah, man, if it, I don't really know who else, um, we'll see, you know. But yeah, it won't be whatever, it, it won't be David Russell or nothing like that. No, it's definitely so. not going to be that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm cool with pretty much whatever, man. Like, there's only very few people that you know can't be in the vehicle, and that's the, AJ. You know, just a recap for people who don't know who I'm talking about, because why would anyone know what I'm talking about? Um, AJ <laughs> is true. this little, uh, this little creepy fat kid. He's fat now. Uh, he wasn't before. He was just short. Um, this little dirty fucking kid that, um, he lives in the town that I live in. And, uh, I don't know. He's like fucking 20 years old or something. And, uh, he kind of like leached on to us going to wrestling shows and started like, Oh, can I catch a ride with you guys? So it was like, yeah, whatever, you know, and Jeremy's the driver. So, you know, Jeremy's always, you know, very, um, you know, generous that way. That's how he got hooked up with David Russell. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. But but no. AJ would be like, yeah, yeah, I'll do. And, and mind you, like the fucking kid's got like a newer car than anybody, you know, than Jeremy or anybody else. And he he would drive his exactly. car to my house, park it, and then like hop in the car with us. Not like he didn't have a ride. He just chose to fucking leech on to us. And um, yeah. again, it's not my car, so I wasn't gonna really argue with it. Um, he was alright for a while, you know. He was. And, and, you know, even people I'm cool with, for the most part, people I'm cool with, I bust balls, like, more than people I'm not cool with because that's just what sure. I do. So, if anything, like, if I ever did anything to this dirty little fuck, it was just busting his balls and him having, like, you know, thin skin, which it is what it is. But sure. Right. That, that's it. Um, You know, from that, he even went further where it was, like, he'd hit me up, like, dude, you watching uh, Royal Rumble, uh, you know, over the weekend, are you watching Mania or whatever? And I'm like, yeah, I had the, I had the network. I ain't doing shit. And so, yeah, dude, you mind if I come by? So, so this little dirty bastard would come sit in my fucking house, cut my dog, we'd feed him fucking dinner. Yeah, I mean, this dude's like just about half my fucking age to the point where I felt kind of like weird, like I'm hanging out with a fucking kid. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not like I'm trying to date him or any kind of crazy shit like that. But, you know, I mean... He's like half my age. I'm like hanging out with a kid half my age watching wrestling. It started, you know, it's where you start to reflect on life a little bit and go like, what the fuck am I doing? You know, I know I'm just watching the WWE tonight, but Jesus Christ, this is crazy. So, um, you know, he's like, he's like eight years, you know, older than my oldest daughter, like or some shit like that. Like, he's not far off. So, um, yeah. It was what it was, and it was like, all right, you know, shit, I don't mind, you know, when he was always fucking polite, you know, for the most part, and again, if anything, I bust balls, I had him over to some of my summer barbecues and shit, like, hey, come over if you're not too, so I'd like, serve this fucking kid food, all this type of shit, like, to the best of my knowledge, he never did me any favors, um, yeah, so then suddenly, when I had the whole issue with Hamhead online, um, a bunch of people just kind of piggybacked off of that because they thought they were jumping on the winning team. They figured if they yeah. were jumping on Hamhead side, I'm with the cool guy that can't be fucked with and this and that. Well, it turns out, you know, when I took Ham heart, Hamhead's fucking heart at the Bayonne show <laughs> and I had the <laughs> yep. dude to almost cry, 
you know, and wanted no parts of any live shit, had nothing to say to me that he said online, talked about, like, if I could take it back, I would. Oh, dude, that was a long time ago. It was, like, weeks ago. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, all the shit he had to say came away. So, like, everybody who was super tough standing next to him kind of took a step back for the most part. Well, AJ stayed loud and proud and just ran his fucking (laughs) mouth about me online. Like, it, it shocked me because, again, like, these other people don't know me. We don't have any fucking relationship as far as hanging out or anything like that. But I let this fucking kid in my house, petting my dog, feeding him fucking dinner. And then he's talking shit about me online. Like I'm some piece of shit that never did anything for him. So I took that personally. And that's why I have a problem with them. And you know, one, one day he's going to, he's going to see me again. It's going to be not, not his favorite time that he's seen me. I mean, yeah, probably not his favorite Uh, time. But uh, I, know. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what he's into, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I, I, I told him that uh, I, I, you know, he needs to stop it because uh, he's going to get slapped if he sees you, you know. And it's just—it's uh, he's just way too confident. Like, that's the problem I have with 2018, 17, whatever. I, I feel like Facebook and all that bullshit has made it, has given everybody these balls, man. Yeah, uh, like you know, we all got balls big like church bells because now we can, we can type shit to each other. Yeah, and it's just this is you know a lot of the reason why I separated myself from the crowd in general because you know I'm near forty years old. I'm not gonna run around fighting right. these dirty fucking kids. I don't give a shit yeah. about that. They're not taking my fucking freedom away from me. But in the same token, it's like exactly. you're not you're also not gonna say any of that wild shit to my face, and, and the fact that exactly. you even want to say about me online when I fucking fed your stupid ass, you know, that's just, it's fucking weird. And it, it's, it's so disrespectful. It's ridiculous. So he's, he's not yeah. going to just be around me for 12 hours. Is is kind of my point. <laughs> and I'm sure that was oh, no way. anyway. So <laughs> no way, no way, man. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, if you can, if you can go we'll have a fucking blast, man, get Shaheen in there. We'll have a good time. Yeah, I mean, you know, May, I have no races in May. Um, my race season starts in April. I got two races back-to-back weeks. Um, June, I have a, a big race. And then in July, I have back-to-back week races. So that's my five races. So May's one of, like, a month off for me. So I, I don't see why I awesome. couldn't. Yeah, yeah man. Right. Two-night tournament, man. And, and somebody yeah, told that's... me, you know, somebody said they knew the lineup a little bit. And I, I just said, ah, I, I'd, rather, I'd rather wait and be kind of surprised by it. But they said, well, trust me, it's, you're going to love it. And, and it's it's not going to be real cheap for Ian, I don't think. Oh, so sure not. Uh, yeah, two nights. Yeah. In, that's the thing that uh, definitely helps sell me because I'm in no rush to go to any wrestling shows at, at all anymore. Right. Ever. Yeah, right. I'm all set. But um, yeah. two nights, um, you know, I, I'd like to at least do IWA one more time. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, two nights is something that I think sets IWA apart from the others. There's been deathmatch tournaments popping up all over the country. They're, everyone's got a fucking deathmatch tournament. GCW now runs two deathmatch tournaments in, in, a, in every year now. They run two annual yeah. deathmatch tournaments. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, good for the deathmatch fans and everything. But, I mean, it's getting to be overkill. IWA is the yep. OG, you know. They're, they've been doing this exactly. shit since day one. And... To, to know that you do a two-night tournament, one giant first round, and it breaks down to night two competitors. You know, like, it's just got a special type of feel to it. And um, I think Hell that, yeah. that's some, something special. 
for IWA to do. Yeah. And if someone's going to invest in that long trip, at least they get two nights out of it. I, I give you guys credit That's for taking that long ass trip for one night, but I, I couldn't, there's no way I could do it. Uh, yeah. It's, it's really too much. Um, you know, I, I always do feel that on the way back. I'm like, ah, oh, this is too much. Cause really it was kind of like, get there, go to the show, go to bed, wake up, come back, you know? And, uh, it's a little bit of a tight turnaround, man. It's too much. It's you, the body yeah, combined. Uh, yeah. Combined twenty-four hours of driving. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, at my age, <laughs> I'm fucking, I'm I'm done with that shit, man. <laughs> I can't. It was painful man. for me, and I didn't drive any of it. Yeah, yeah, no. Just yeah, it was, existing it was in the car for that long, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But no Hogan this time. That'll be the one thing you'll you'll feel that because uh, it's a weird it's weird driving there without without Kevin man. It really is. Uh, and and for the King of the Death Match and all that you know. But Hogan uh, lightened the mood like a motherfucker man. When that that trip yeah. got grueling and shit like that, and you looked at this fucking guy and the ear to ear smile just fucking lit up and it was just like, all right motherfucker, oh, we're, yeah. we're good. <laughs> we're back. Yeah yeah know? Kevin was. He, he he was a he was an awesome dude, man. He just had a big old heart, and he just he he just loved life, man. You know, he he was in that was all he ever wanted to do, man. He was in the car, he was going to a wrestling show. That was exactly where he wanted to be. So yeah, so yeah, he'll definitely be missed on the trip, but uh, yeah, we'll 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 make it fucking fun for sure. Hell yeah, hell yeah, dude. But yeah, man, hit me up about Sunday. Uh, Thanks for coming on, letting everybody know, you know, your first-hand recap. You know, someone was there. Like I said, I'll watch it, and, uh, you know, Shaheen will watch it on his end, and then we'll we'll give our, our VOD recap. But, um, yeah, man, Sweet. I appreciate you coming on and uh, giving everybody the, the whole rundown on the IWA experience. Hell yeah, bro. It was awesome. Don't wanna, I don't want to shell too much because I know you don't like that shit, but you guys, you got to buy this fucking DVD. Listeners, because if there's anything you've got in your collection, you got to have this. I mean, it's it just it's one of the, it was one of those shows, man. It was one of those shows. So, but all right, man. Have a good rest of the show. Yeah, man. Thanks. All right, man. Peace. All right. Talk to you later. All right, guys. There's there's my homeboy Jeremy. Uh, you know, gave his his recap on everything. Um, what I'm going to do now is I'm going to take a break. I'm going to come back and I'm going to try to go Facebook live as well as the, the, um, the, um, fucking blog talk. I don't even know what I'm doing, let alone if I could pull that shit off. Uh, it seems easy enough. You know what I mean? I've never done it before. So, um, you know, we're just, we're just going to fucking see, you know, let me, um, get this shit hooked up. Try to hit the bathroom, come back, fucking uh, do the Facebook Live and the thing over here. Check this out. Possibly a lot of rain this afternoon with thunderstorms, highs in the mid-80s, and lows about 75 degrees. It's 11.30 a.m. on WFDS. We're from the dark side radio. This is Dave Rock and Reel as we take a caller. Caller, you're on the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Ron from North... And I want to hear that tune by Redman, Can't Wait. That tune a bomb, yo. You got it. Coming from the Dark Side Radio, this is Can't Wait. Woo! Check it out. Yo, yo, yo. Coming to your dive. 
let's talk. Uh, I guess I'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl coming up. Get get it rolling. I definitely have a couple topics I want to hit. Um, the Super Bowl, obviously, the Eagles versus the the Patriots. Anybody that knows me knows I'm no Eagle fan. Um, um, I didn't dislike the Patriots ever. The only thing I don't like about the Patriots is that they have five rings, and so do the Niners. So when it comes to you know rings, eh, it's a little offensive to see another team get more rings than us. So um, that was a little bit troublesome, but I, I dislike the Eagles to such an extent that there's no way that I'm going to be able to uh, root for the Eagles. There's no way. So the Steelers have six rings. The Pats have six rings, as far as I'm concerned. So we'll have to meet both of them when, when we get there. We got five, one more. We got to tie the Steelers anyway. If there's another team hanging out, it's really not that big a deal. I can't root for the fucking Eagles. One thing I wanted to mention, though, um, it's just such a – it bludgeons me. Every single um, week that the Patriots play, everyone wants to claim conspiracy, conspiracy. Oh, it's, it's fixed. It's set up. It's this and that. The Pats, oh, the Pats are cheating again. It sounds pathetic. I mean, if you're really watching football and you're really cheering for a team, you generally don't really think it's fixed. Like both times that the Giants beat them in the Super Bowl – football wasn't fixed then yeah i mean the pats didn't have the fucking the you know the fix in when they got beat in the super bowl two times so i highly doubt that you know it that you really believe that i i know it sounds good because look the patriots have the biggest dynasty and i'm a niner fan so to say that it means something the 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 pats have the biggest dynasty of all fucking time i mean between Belichick and Brady, they have five fucking Super Bowls. I mean, that's that's the amount that any any organization has. You know, they I mean, they have so so many wins behind them. To doubt them at this point, just be like, oh well, clearly the refs are making them win five fucking Super. Bowls. Really, the refs made them win five Super Bowls. Come on, I mean, it, it, it's crazy. If people are gonna say Brady's one of the best, then let's let's call that what it is. You know, let's call Belichick one of the best at coaching. When you're really talking about the, the amount of air that's in a football and dwelling on that is the reason why your team lost or some shit. It's what it is, is a lot of people can't can't grasp the fact and they can't deal with the fact that their team's not getting it done. And believe me, I have a problem with that, too. Like, I, I'm not happy that my team's not getting it done, but I'm not going to stare at the Patriots week in and week out and be like, they're cheating. You see, that's the difference between us and them. The difference between us and them is they get they have a machine. They have an absolute monster system that knows how to get it done. And Brady's like Jason Voorhees. You know, he just he just hangs out, and you, you think you're going to get away, but by the end of the game, he's going to kill you. I mean, that's just – that's Tom Brady. Tom Brady has made garbage receivers look like all-stars. Like, they, they pick up people off the Browns practice squad, and the guy will have two touchdowns, you know. I, I mean, it's just – that's the Patriots squad, man. And um, I'm, I'm 100% fucking rooting for them. Um and like I said, they they can have six. We got to meet somebody else there anyway, you know, with the um, with the Steelers. So I'm all for it. Let's just go with that. But um, you know, and plus the, those um, fucking Eagles, man. Yeah, you got Shaheen up in here. I don't even wanna. You know what I mean? Fucking Eagles. They're using engine grease now, or engine. What the fuck did they say? Like engine lubricant or something to grease the poles in Philly because the Crisco didn't work sort of like this shit stains your clothes and it's way slicker and it smells bad like they gotta step up the grease on the poles in the city that's how fucking stupid these people are so they're gonna have a bunch of stained fucking green clothes um 
on on Sunday after they lose this fucking game. So I, I can't wait. Um, I guess let's stay in the sports realm real quick. Um, I listened to an interview that um, Terrell Owens did with um, Michael Rappaport, or should I say that Michael Rappaport did with Terrell Owens, probably. Um, Terrell being uh, um, get over a bunch of times. Terrell Owens being a guy who um you know, started out a niner. I was a fan briefly. And then, you know, he just kind of got a reputation of being a dickhead and, and hard to deal with. And he got a really bad rep. And over time, I definitely grew to hate him because I mean, number one, he went from being a niner to being an Eagle, which is not good on my end. Um, and then he was also a cowboy, which is even probably worse on my end because, you know, I, I don't, uh, I'm not a cowboy fan either. Uh, the Cowboys, um, their dynasty in the nineties came by beating the Niners in the playoffs most times. So, um, yeah, we definitely not a cowboy fan either. Um, most of the NFC East, to be honest with you, the Redskins are the only team that doesn't bother me. Um, the Niners have pretty much feuded with the other two teams. And then the Eagle fans have made me the anti Eagle fan that I am. Um, but, um, he, he said some things and it, it makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, the way he played the game was aggressive. He played it in an in arrogant manner. Um, I mean, when you see the type of numbers he was putting up, you kind of get why, but to judge him and just say, Oh, that guy's an asshole. It, like he said, Donovan McNabb, everybody said he was the nice guy. He was the hero. He was this and that dude has DUIs. They're now investigating him for some of that me too shit. So I don't know. I mean, Tio ain't got none of that shit on his, on his record. You know, he might have been a dickhead on the field and this and that. Some people hated him for celebrations. These motherfuckers are doing sack races out here now and shit. So what what was T.O. doing with the popcorn? He was a dick for that? I don't know. You know, in retrospect, I don't think he was quite as bad of a dude as um, he was made out to be. Warren Moon, he won man of the year. Dude has domestic violence charges. I mean, so what has T.O. done post-football? He's rehabbed. He has a, you know, he had a broken leg and all that. He, he now he's playing like um, semi-pro basketball. He's trying to get into some like three-on-three leagues and shit that Ice Cube runs. I mean, I, I really can't fault him for that. And you know the stuff that he said about um, I don't even know what the fuck he. I don't know. Oh, it's an eagle. Um, <laughs> the stuff that he said um. He said, you know, when it comes to the best receiver ever, he still gives it up to Jerry Rice. You got guys like Randy Moss or Cocky and says, Randy says he's the best um, 49er wide receiver ever. It's like, dude, settle the fuck down, you know. Um, Terrell even said Jerry Rice is the best ever. He considers himself the second best. He said, I know Randy's got better numbers, but he never played a full game. He wasn't blocking for his running backs. He wasn't catching safeties over the middle to open up the field for his other receivers. And, you know, you go back and watch the film and Terrell was definitely putting out that work like that. So he might've been hard to deal with and this and that. I understand all of that, but I can't argue with a lot of his points and, and what he did athletically is, I mean, it's, it definitely stands the test of time. If you go back and look, um, let's get into some of this wrestling. Uh, I definitely wanted to talk about the, um, IWA mid South. Uh, they were over there doing the guardians of hardcore, um, you know, go back on blog talk and listen to Jeremy talk to me about it. You know, he was there live. I didn't want to do this Facebook live thing before when I had Jeremy on, cause he was on the phone and I was on here and you probably would only hear me, not him. I wasn't going to get into, you know, the two people thing, but, um, what he, he, um, 
he didn't really deal with this part of it because, you know, he was there. He just goes and he attends the show. He watches. Um, there's become like a, a, a trend now. And, you know, it's been happening a long time. People have been trying to record shows and, and videotape this and that for a long time. Because, um, I mean, that's just the nature of people want to capture what they're at. Um, you know, people take pictures and shit like that. It's fine. Back in the day, people would just try to walk in with a camera and they'd be like, no, you can't have that. These days, everybody's got a fucking video camera, a high-def video camera in their pocket. I'm, I'm using one right now, you know what I mean? So um, it's become a lot more accessible for people to record, and people have become entitled. Um, again, this has been happening a long time, and it wasn't created by GCW, so by no means am I blaming them for this. But GCW is the first company I've ever seen, ever. And I was going, again, indie shows for over a decade every single month. And whether it was Ring of Honor, whether it was CZW, whether it was Jersey All-Pro, it was across the board a rule. No videotaping is allowed whatsoever. So, you know, when that was the standard thing across the board, no videotaping, no recording. You could take all the pictures you like, but if you, you know, if you're recording, some, some places would throw you out. Some people, you know, they would take the thing away from you to have you delete it, whatever the case is. That was, a, you know, a pretty... um standard thing across the board is no no recording on an indie show anywhere so when gcw started saying we we encourage you guys record all you want and tag us on facebook and instagram and like hashtag gcw whatever the name of the show is and record all you want it's like it's baffling like the few shows that i attended and they're they're saying that and um i think i was like trying to catch something and i still felt like awkward doing this shit like it just to me, it's not normal, you know, for me to be recording something. And you saw the Zandig uh, Joey bump. There's 85 different recordings of that. I mean, it wound up on ESPN, all that. Sure, it got you exposure. But, like, I mean, GCW still doesn't have 800 people in the building. So being on ESPN and getting all this worldwide exposure, did it pack your building to the point where you can't fit any more people in there? No, it didn't. So, what is exposure doing exactly? I mean, I don't, I don't know that it, that's um, paying your bills. I mean, you still had GCW shows after that that were pulling in fucking 65, 80 people. And their crowds have gone up since then. I mean, they're putting on crazy, crazy shows. I'm not you know, trying to shit on them for doing it, but I don't think it's a good business decision ever to allow and encourage your fans to video record your shows when you're selling a video recording of your show. I mean... To think that's, um, yeah, I just said it's bad business. I, I think it's bad business um, because you're selling a video recording of your show, and then you're allowing other people to take a free version of that. So if that's good enough for anybody, and I've seen a couple people that said, I don't, I don't need to buy the DVD. I watched half of it on Larry Legend's fucking uh, Instagram or his fucking Periscope or whatever the case is. Why, why am I going to buy the DVD? I watched enough of that shit. I mean, I used to go to shows and buy the show that I went to the next month. Times have changed. People aren't really fucking double paying for shows. They're not really, you know, attending shows and then buying it the next month anymore. I mean, you're lucky if people are buying DVDs anymore to begin with. So if you're giving someone another option to not buy it, I wouldn't be so arrogant to think that that's a good idea. So my point is here is now while they were doing the uh the iwa mid-south thing some people on this uh murder death kill group which um 
I really wish they had like a crazy uncle that would like murder death kill some of these people while they're fucking sleeping or on Christmas or something like that because I really don't like these fucking people um, that create groups and it just just fucking really bottom feeding assholes. So um, some people within this group, including the people who run it, are saying things like Ian Rotten's a bitch for not letting people record in the building. It's really that foreign of a concept at this point for you to not want people to record the fucking product that they're selling. Ian Rotten is running weekly shows. Some of these shows are drawing 35 people. And he's asking, he's asking, like, please, guys, show up and this and that. And I had Ian on. Ian said, dude, if I can get 80 people in the fucking building, that would pay my bills. That would be fucking awesome. Companies over here are calling 250 a failure. He's begging for 80. So you're going to take this guy who's just trying to get by doing weekly shows, got 35 fucking fans in the building some days and be like, he's a bitch for not letting them video record and post it on fucking Facebook. I mean, you guys are retarded. I mean, there's no other way around that. There, there has to be like a brain injury in your group that, that you're continuing to run this fucking, this, this mentality. And, and you're actually putting it out there like he's the villain, like fuck this guy for not letting us record his show and distribute it for free. I mean, that's fucking crazy as hell, man. And, um, you know, I, I've never given Ian a bunch of money and, and been beat by him. I, I've heard the stories. He's been beat. You know, this happened and that happened. He didn't ship that. I never put myself in that position. Um, I think I'm kind of past that at this point. I may go to King of the Death match, so I think the worst he could do is cancel the show when I buy the tickets. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of the only opportunity he's ever going to have. I think, you know, for my dealings with Ian – He's been a good guy. I think a lot of times he's bit off more than he could chew. You know, maybe he's, he's booked bigger shows than he could fucking pay for, or, you know, he, he expected more money back and then he wasn't able to fulfill his, his look, I can't give, you know, excuses or, or defend what he's done in the past. Cause it, it wasn't to me. So that's what I could say. But a lot of people still hold that animosity and they're like, well, fuck him because of this and that. So we should be able to record the shows. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he should just fucking come out every, every day at fucking noon and let you punch him in the face in his front yard because of some shit he did back in the day, either get over to move the fuck on, I, you know, move on. I, I don't know what to fucking tell you, but to continue to want to watch his product and then go, well, well, we don't know whether we want to watch the show or not, unless we see fucking all the finishes online first. It's like, you're a dickhead. You know, a fucking homeless Jimmy and and Marcus Crane are going into a shopping cart fucking death match. You have no idea whether you want to buy that or not unless you saw the fucking, you saw a bunch of clips online. Oh, fuck yourself. You have a fucking group called Murder Death Kill Club, and you're still just not so sold on the fucking matches until you see clips. Fuck you. You fanboy motherfuckers. You got pictures of fucking nothing. Like, just says MDK. You have no fucking identity, and then you just run your fucking mouths on there. Yo, fuck this guy. He's a bitch. Yo, fuck him. He won't let me do this shit. He can go fuck himself. This is why you don't put a picture of yourself, because eventually someone's going to smack your motherfucking face for, for what you're saying about him. Yeah, I mean, this is how the internet and how these fans, they're fucking retarded. They go out there and they talk shit, but th there's no identity. They're standing behind. You might as well just like put up a picture of a pussy because that's what you are you just run your fucking mouth online talk shit like you know the fucking business people are trying to sell a fucking product and you're like oh he's a bitch for not giving that to me for free who the fuck are you the fuck out of here so you know and you got guys like um 
you know, Andrew Kowalski. Fucking, that dude is the best fucking photographer on the indies. Hands fucking down. And if you can't look at that guy's photos and be sold on what the fucking product is, you can see a mid-air fucking hurricanrana coming off the top rope to the outside. We're landing on fucking shopping carts. And you're like, nah, not sold. I need clips. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? This is why I don't respect you indie fans, man. You, you guys get mad like, oh, he does his shit on us. He thinks we're fucking, he thinks they're bottom feeders. He called us gargoyles again. Yeah, you guys are fucking dirtbag motherfuckers that I don't want to sit around for fucking four hours. That's why a good portion of the reasons why I won't attend wrestling shows anymore because I don't want to be around you motherfuckers for any extended period of time while you shovel popcorn into your fucking faces. I, I just, it, you're disgusting. You know what I mean? So if you can't look at those photos and just know the lineup, because there's, there's shit that you see, you be like, on paper, you just go, yo, I got to see that. That's not good enough for you. You see fucking photos with a motherfucker landing on, on, on crazy shit. That's not good enough for you. Ian's a bitch because he didn't let you video record. You know, fuck yourself. You know what I mean? It, it's just, that's, that's where I'm at at this point. You know what I mean? I'm too old for this dumb shit. And, um, you know, all these groups, they can suck a dick. Every time I fucking get into one of these groups, it's very short-lived because I, <laughs> they just, they wear out their fucking welcome with me. I, I can't, I can't stomach their fucking behavior. They just continue to run their fucking mouths and, um, you know, they're entitled. They're entitled. And like I said, I, I can't blame GCW for it because they didn't invent video recording. But the fact that these guys think a promoter is, is fucked up for not letting them do it at this point, man, times have fucking changed. Again, you used to have like a handheld fucking thing. If you were going to be recording, you're like, Hey, some guy just tried to bring in a fucking camera. It's like, you were the only guy that tried to do that. Now everybody fucking has one though. Um, one of the, the funniest things I heard about MDK and uh, I'm not a EC Negro fan at all, but he got into it with some of these dudes that, you know, type MDK after all their sentences, like, like this shit is real life. And uh, he said, uh, Mark's dorks clowns, and he uh, he spelled clowns with a K and shit. And that's, that's the most accurate fucking, um, what is that, an acronym? That you, um, with the letters? I think that's what that is. Um, yeah, Mark's dorks clowns. That's fucking perfect. Absolutely perfect. Because these dudes are, are fucking pathetic. And um, again, like, you guys are working a gimmick as fans. Like, that shit doesn't feel weird to you? I mean, maybe it's just an age thing where I'm just well past that shit, but, um, that shit should feel weird to you when you guys do that. It really should. Like when Nick Gage gets on the mic in front of the fans, I think he did it like a show, a couple shows ago and he's yelling like, yeah, don't worry. My fans will fuck you up. Like you guys shouldn't take that shit seriously at all. Cause like that shit, that shit's not legitimate. Like you guys can't, you guys can't really execute that fucking threat. It's, it's not a real thing. Don't believe the fucking hype. <laughs> I mean, don't let wrestlers hype you up to think that, like, you're part of the gimmick, too. Like, <laughs> you ain't got it like that. Stop typing MDK after your fucking sentences. You look retarded. Um, what else, man? I got um, a couple things. Oh, Jake Parnell. Did you see the dude from Viking War Party? The fucking dude ripped his mouth open like the fucking Joker. Um, he apparently put, um, he was in a match. I don't even know what company it is. I'm not, like, a fact-checking type of dude. Um, he put the hook that goes to the fucking turnbuckle in his mouth, like the other dude did. I guess the ropes broke, so they were down. Put the fucking hook in his mouth, and the dude threw him over the fucking ropes, and the hook didn't come out, and ripped his shit all the way to fuck down his cheek. 
Um, you can look. I, I posted the thing on Facebook, the the clip that somebody video recorded in the building. See, you know what I'm saying? It takes you no time. I didn't have to pay shit. Uh, I think he posted it himself. It's 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 that free flowing at this point. Um, but you could check it out. He ripped his fucking face open, and uh, dude has a fucking stitches that goes like all the way to fuck down here. Um, funniest thing too is he said when he went to the ER with a bunch of other wrestlers, uh, the nurse asked him what happened, and he said, uh, "I lost my smile." <laughs> so I thought that was fucking hilarious. But um, if you watch the clip, like I expected some bad shit, and it was fucking bad. But the dude kept it rocking. Like he didn't take that shit home or nothing. Like. He took the shit, went to the floor, had his head down for a minute, came back into the ring, and then they went into, like, a fucking slap fight. Like, the first thing you do after your fucking mouth is ripped open is you get back in the ring and tell tell dude, like, yeah, we're going to smack each other in the face. Like, shit is bizarre, man. Like, he's a tough, tough fucking dude. Um, and then they, they proceeded to do, like, fucking several chair spots. Like, where his head's on the chair and he stomped the chair. Like, shit like that. Put the fucking chair like a collar around the head and run him into the fucking turnbuckle. Like, dude, his fucking mouth. Like, you see this fucking scar and you ain't even gonna fucking believe it. This is not some normal wrestling cut shit. This is some old fucking movie shit. I mean, props to that dude for fucking toughness. God damn. I would... I wouldn't recommend nobody putting that fucking hook thing in their mouth ever again. Um, learn from that shit. Um... Yeah, uh, so that that's that. Um, what do I got? Uh, Ronda Rousey. I, I watched the uh, the two Royal Rumble matches, and I know I'm not a big WWE guy. I haven't watched a ton of that, um, you know, in, in recent history. It's probably been close to a year since I've watched a WWE show. Royal Rumble is one of those that kind of gets my interest. And, you know, even just, like, the surprise returns and shit like that, it gets you something to watch that's, that's kind of exciting. So, um, I tuned into that. I watched the uh, the dude Royal Rumble and then the chick Royal Rumble. Um, Nakamura went in. That shit is dope because, you know, him going up against fucking AJ at WrestleMania, that shit is off the hook. That's what I'm saying. Like, when people go on and on about, yo, they're burying AJ or they're burying Nakamura and this and that. When AJ and Nakamura had that match at Wrestle Kingdom years ago. If you can imagine that that was later on, a couple years later, was going to be on WrestleMania. Like, those two fucking dudes, one of them with a fucking title on them, is going to be at WrestleMania. I mean, how much more do you guys want? These guys are getting full-on segments. These guys are, are you know, one of the main events. I mean, it, th- this shit is, is insane. I mean, anyone who's really still locked into it, I'm kind of I'm checked out on everything wrestling-wise. But, um, which is weird to still do a podcast, but it is what it is. I like the vent. Um, but, um, you know, for them to be doing this fucking on WrestleMania, you guys should be fucking crazy excited for this. I mean, this, this is awesome, you know? So I, I don't know if it could have went any other better way where you were going to get a better WrestleMania match out of the winner of Royal Rumble, but Nakamura AJ is fucking crazy. So, um, that, that's dope. Um, uh, Asuka went in the, the, the women's really cool too. Yeah. I'm a big fan of hers. And, um, yeah, some of that match was a little crazy. Um, Michelle McCool looked like absolute shit. She did a bunch of just garbage wrestling in there. Um, most of them did a great job. Um, yeah, so a bunch of the returns look good. Lita, not, eh, probably not so much. Um, Lita, honestly, I think got a lot more respect back then. 
is because she was like doing dude stuff like you know moonsault her moonsault was never good it always got like a pop but it was never good like it she almost died on <laughs> at royal rumble she did that like straight back moonsault almost hit her head like mm. i don't know that she was ever good at moonsaulting but i think the fact that she was doing it had to had to you know the crowd like oh shit a, a chick just did a moonsault and she was doing it through tables and ladders and shit so i think that was half of the pop she was getting because she was doing like hardy boy shit but it wasn't like i mean the women of today are killing it i mean they're doing you know wrestling on a level where, where dudes there's a lot of dudes way way worse than than what the women are doing out there so um i think the standard has just been raised so um, I think Lita was kind of out of place, you know, when it came to that. But, you know, guest appearances in a Royal Rumble is not a big deal. I mean, if she won this shit and was, you know, going for the title at WrestleMania, I think you'd have some complaints. But um, my my main reason for bringing this whole thing up is there was the whole hype about uh, Ronda Rousey's going to be in this. Ronda Rousey's going to win it. Da, 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 da. Didn't happen. Um, they saved it for afterwards. So Ronda Rousey comes out. Um, she's got the, you know, the Roddy Piper gimmick on, she's got the, the jacket, this and that people are shitting on this like fucking crazy. Now, first off, I didn't see that many people shitting on Ronda Rousey when she was tapping every fucking body out in the UFC, you know, people are calling her this and that washed up all, they missed the opportunity. So what did you want her to do? Enter the WWE with the fucking UFC title? Cause that wasn't going to fucking happen. They're, they're not going to come in in the middle of their fucking MMA run when they're on the top of the world and they're, you know, they're getting millions of dollars for fights. They're, they're not going to turn around and be like, oh, and I'm wrestling fucking uh, Charlotte Flair at the fucking pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, she had said when she's done with MMA, she wants to she wants to wrestle. People are shitting on, oh, she has no business there, this and that. Well, everybody's a big fucking mark for Matt Riddle, right? Well, who had a bigger name in MMA, Matt Riddle or Ronda Rousey? So what are we talking about? Um, I know some people shit on her for, you know, kind of quitting and this and that and, you know, going into depression, you know, because she got fucked up. But, I mean, if you read, like, her book or even hear interviews and shit like that, like, she's got a fucked up background, you know? And, I mean, you don't have to respect it is what it is, but, um, you know, her father killed himself in the fucking garage with the family in the house. And the way she was raised is she's like, I didn't, I didn't blame him because he couldn't live up to his standards as a man. So if that's, you know, that's how he felt, I get it. And shit. I mean, for her to have that mentality, you worried about like, she's going to lose this fucking fight, get knocked off her mountain. And I don't know how she's going to handle that shit. Cause she was okay with her dad killing himself because he felt like he was not up to his own standard. And that's, that's a wild mentality to be like, yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> that's respectable if you know if if you can't do what you're used to doing you know feel free to call it quits on life like that's that's some wild fucking mentality man i i'm not saying like yo i respect that mindset it's a crazy fucking mindset but um you know i i wouldn't just like you know again like the, the fucking internet warriors are quick with the oh she ain't shit you got knocked the fuck out she's a bitch she ain't shit you know i mean again she was crushing everybody and you can call it set up. You can call it all. They were giving her easy fights, whatever, but like she beat Misha, Misha Tate. Didn't Tate go back and win the title after she fucking lost it or some shit like that. I think one of the chicks, I think it was Misha Tate. Again, I'm not a huge UFC fan, but I'm pretty sure one of the chicks that she plowed right through 
went and beat um what's her name that kicked her in the head, right? So um I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I mean she got beat in a stand up game and this and that, but um I I don't know. I, I'm a Ronda Rousey fan. I was a fan of her when she was fucking people up. And a lot of people were fans of her when she was fucking people up. And as soon as she caught a couple losses, now everybody's like, oh, yeah, I never liked her. It's like, wait a minute. She had a lot more fucking following than I'm seeing right now on fucking Facebook. I, I know that shit. There was a lot more Team Rousey going on when she was choking the shit out of people. And, and now all of a sudden nobody wants to fucking, yeah, I mean, nobody wants to stand up and be like, y'all, I was a Rousey fan. I'm still a Rousey fan. Fuck that. And I want to see her fucking succeed in the WWE. You got Sarah Del Rey in there training people um and and you got the class of women that are in there now if she turns it out and and puts that dedication uh, come on man you know damn well she put dedication into the ufc and what she did and what she accomplished in, in that short amount of time she was unfucking touchable so if she puts that same level of dedication in the professional wrestling that she put into the mma come on I mean, you know she could she could do something. You got to give her a fucking chance. How many dickheads do we give a fucking chance to that go out there and, you know, and completely fall flat? I mean, how many fucking tough enough students do we like, oh, yeah, I guess we'll give them a chance because they went through the fucking reality show. I mean, she's out there fucking training. She's doing, she's got a lot of fucking pride. I don't think she's trying to go out there and look like shit. And again, She's just going to get started. People are going to criticize every fucking thing she does and doesn't do at WrestleMania, but I'm definitely looking to give her, you know, a chance and, and see what she could do. I mean, fuck, but, um, again, you know, it's just everybody's super critical. Uh, nobody's going to put in that type of work, but, um, you know, I just think it's crazy the way she's getting shit on. And, uh, you know, again, why does it not make sense for her to be there? who's a bigger name female wise in, in the MMA to, to become a WWE superstar. I mean, come on. She's fucking money. Again, if she did it mid win streak, nobody would have a fuck. Nobody would have a fucking thing to say. Everybody would be team Rousey, but now it's, it's, it's a different story. So, um, uh, I got, I got like one more thing. I think, um, I want to talk about fucking girl scout cookies. These motherfuckers, I know, the segue is crazy, right? So, these motherfuckers, man, uh, this evil corporation, um, my oldest daughter was a Girl Scout, and uh, I think it's all bullshit. Um, I think it's, it's kind of like a babysitting service. Um, and the, the biggest racket of it all is the cookies. They, they peddle cookies through these kids. Um, they, made seven, they make $700 million, $700 million a year on cookie sales let that shit sink in man 700 million dollars just go around and figure out like what companies make 700 million dollars in one year off of whatever the fuck 700 million dollars you know so they make 700 million dollars off of fucking cookies they sell these motherfuckers for four or five dollars a box right now motherfuckers has got the recipe i don't know how to i don't know if that shit leaked the top secret fucking you know gun to the head fucking briefcase snatching shit i don't know what the fuck went down because there was a long time that had a, that shit on lock nobody knew how to make them fucking cookies which i don't know how the fuck they didn't know that because you could see the ingredients is like the cookie caramel uh the fucking toasted coconut yeah you know i mean chocolate that there's your samoa i don't know how people didn't 
Uh, they weren't, just weren't allowed to make that shit or something. So anyway, um, Walmart right now, I think Keebler's got some shit like that. But let's just go on to the lower end because it tastes the fucking same. Walmart, um, their normal price for these motherfuckers, I got them on sale for 90, 98 cents, right? It's fucking Samoas, they're called like caramel fucking coconut, some kind of shit. That's not what it says on the package, but something like that. Um, their normal price is a dollar twenty-four. These motherfuckers are selling little smaller boxes for four fucking dollars, and and they're putting a kid in front of it to sell this shit. They're they're peddling this shit through the kids, man, and they're getting like something like fucking six cents a box or some stupid shit goes back to or twenty. I think it's twenty cents a box per four dollars goes back to the actual troop. So they're using the fucking kids to peddle these fucking cookies. Motherfuckers are living large off that shit. And it's $4, like, out here. But there's places out, like, mid-south type area where they run, like, IWA and shit. And other parts of the country where they're charging 5 So I got four fucking boxes, you know, because, again, they were $0.98 cents for the, uh, the Samoa-type shits. $0.98. Cents. I got four fucking packs of those that are each bigger than one box of Samoas for the same price as one, actually less than the price of one box of Samoas. I mean, that's fucking dirty as shit, man. I mean, they're, they're fucking killing and, and they're using kids, man. It's not cool. Um, fucking the, the thin mints, their normal price, 96 fucking cents. And I still think there's more in that fucking box. More in that package than there is in the fucking in the actual thin mints for four or five dollars a piece. Tell them Girl Scouts to go fuck themselves. I mean, maybe don't tell the Girl Scouts specifically to go fuck themselves. But if you see like their parents sit behind the table, tap them on the shoulder and say, "Yo, come here, fuck you and your cookies and shit." <laughs> I mean, I mean, just just let them know like, "Yo, this shit isn't cool." Yeah, I mean, buy your kid something. Stop telling them. Yo, if you sell 85 fucking boxes at at $4 a piece, you do the fucking math. Sell 100 boxes at $4 a piece and uh we'll we'll get you uh you know, an iPod. And that shit costs like fucking 50-60. Yeah, I mean, come on. Buy your kid an iPod. Cut the bullshit. Why why you why you got them peddling cookies to fucking strangers' house and shit? You better check that fucking sex offender registry before you send them out fucking running around the neighborhood with cookies. Overpriced fucking cookies. Fuck out of here, you know what I mean? Dangerous as fuck. I, yeah. Nina's saying now that, you know, it's like 60, 60 cents a box or whatever. See, I mean, you're just shitting on my point. But either way, 60 cents still ain't shit. Um, in and out, I got gluten-free ones and s'mores ones. And those are like five fifty a piece and shit. Come get the fuck out of here, man. Like I said, and and I ain't bullshitting you because I'm I'm a picky motherfucker with pretty much everything, as as you know f- through my opinions. I'm a picky motherfucker with like everything, and these cookies taste exactly the fucking same. We had a box of um, Samoas on top of the fridge, and I took them side by side. The cookies look exactly the fucking same, and um, I wish they bring it back to the old Samoas though on on the uh the walmart brand because girl scout not only are they doing the fucking four dollar box five dollar box they're fucking you man they keep making the boxers smaller and the cookies fucking smaller the old school samoas were big as fuck these little motherfuckers yeah you know i mean get the fuck out of here with your quarter size cookies and shit so um 
But I, I, yeah, Walmart should fucking stomp on that competition and put out the bigger fucking cookies. They fuck you, Girl Scouts. You know what I mean? But, um, but yeah, that, that, that's crazy as fuck, man. And, and it tastes exactly the fucking same. Keebler shit is probably, you know, just the same. Um, I have to do like a taste test comparison of the three. But, uh, you don't, don't, don't buy into that Girl Scout shit, man. Just, just buy your fucking kids something. Stop making them pedal cookies for the man. You know what I mean? It's, it's big cookie. Stop making them work for big cookie. This shit is, this shit is evil, man. They don't, they don't get the kickbacks. I mean, you're bringing them roller skating and shit. (laughs) Like, yo, you sold the most cookies, so you get to go roller skating. I mean, or you could have just took them fucking roller skating without selling all them goddamn cookies. Got this shit piled up in your fucking living room like you're building a fucking a life-size Lego house. And, and and now the kid gets to go roller skating. I mean, you could have skipped all of that shit and just went fucking roller skating. Um, it's fucking wild, you know? I couldn't believe fucking the price difference. You know, when you're looking like, oh, man, these shits are built just like Samoa's. Let me try these motherfuckers. 98 cents. Eat them shit. They're like... Oh, fuck, this is exactly fucking Samoa's for, oh, I don't know, $3 cheaper? Come on, that's that's not like a little bit. That's fucking crazy. So, yeah, fuck these Girl Scouts, man, straight up. But don't really fuck a Girl Scout because that's completely not what I'm pitching here. That's a way different conversation, and I'm not for that type of thing. But I'm saying don't support that shit, you know? Yeah, so I hope we all learned something here today. I don't really know. Um... If anybody else got anything, because there's a Facebook Live thing, people could just say things and I could respond to it if you want to got any more questions or anything like that or any topics you want me to fucking ramble about. Um, I haven't watched the NBA in a minute, but um, I noticed they do some dumb shit with the All-Star game now, and um, they don't do, like, East versus West anymore. It's like a fucking... What kind of bullshit is this, man? I, I think the, the fucking... Didn't the Pro Bowl do that shit for a year or two, too? That shit is garbage. What happened to fucking East versus West? Used to have, like, yo, we got squads over here, we got the squads over here. Let's see how they line up in the fucking All-Star game. You know? Uh, it's crazy as fuck. Um, oh, Juan's asking if I'm doing 80 races this year. He didn't even say full year. Um... And, um, no, I'm not doing 80 races. I'm doing five races, the same amount I did last year. This year's race schedule is kind of fucking crazy. Um, April, it starts up, and I do, I want to say it's like the 21st or some shit. It's at City Field. So that's like the, um, um, that's the, um, you know, place where the Mets play. I'll lose my fucking train of thought. Um, that's a place where the Mets play and it's like a stadium race. Um, it's more or less like a 5k, maybe a little bit more. It's like, um, I think between three to five miles, they, they pay it. Yeah. They put it at, um, and it's a dope race. Uh, man, you go up and down those fucking stairs, like a motherfucker, you're carrying shit up the stairs. Um, a lot of crazy shit. It's different than your, your, um, your mountain races. You know, it's definitely not as dirty. It's not water and shit like that. But, I mean, you, you're all over that fucking stadium from the stairs, the upper deck, the locker room, the backstage, the, the fucking concession area. I mean, you're running on the field. You're, 
I mean, it is really fucking cool. Like, it's a cool experience, a little change of pace. The rest of my races are fucking grimy and long and fucking intense, you know? This is like a... And, it, and it's good because the placement of it is is that, and then the very next week is the Spartan Beast, which is like a seven-hour fucking race. It's 14 miles on um, the mountain in Vernon, in Blue Mountain. Um, it's one of the most grueling fucking races you'll ever, the Spartan beast is crazy. And, um, I don't give a fuck. Um, Nina's asking me, uh, you know, saying, uh, hopefully it doesn't pour like it did last year. I'll take pouring at city field any fucking day over pouring at the fucking beast in, in Vernon. So yeah, it could rain. I'd rather it not rain, but at least I could fucking, I could gear up, you know, I could wear fucking sweatshirts and all that shit. And the other Spartan races, you're jumping into water. So anything where you're submerging, you can't, like, really layer up. You got to just, you know, the fucking um, Under Armour shit the best you can and just fucking go for it. But um, so I'm doing those two. Um, I got May off. And then June is the um, Bone Frog. And Bone Frog is like, um, uh, last year I did the... Um, fuck did i do um the uh tier one challenge i don't know i can't get this out over here see that that metal there there it is um and it's like uh they do like a short race and a long race and tier one is both of them shit smashed together like you do the long one and then the short one like right after another so it's like even longer um but it's obstacles are fucking crazy. It's grueling. It's, it's made by fucking, um, Navy seals. Um, this shit is thorough. I fucking love this race last year. Last year I qualified for the, um, obstacle race world champions, uh, championships on the fucking, um, on that race. You know, my time qualified for the world championships. I didn't, I didn't do the world championships because that's, um, you know, that's, that's, um, you know what I mean? It's, uh, not not that it's crazy course wise, but more or less distance. Like, for the most part, it's in like fucking Canada in like fucking October or some shit. So I'd have to like book flights and all of this kind of crazy shit. And, and the temperature's fucking crazy. Um, one day I would definitely like to do the World Championships. Um, but anyway, um, I, I really like Bone Frog. I did it last year and do that one again. And then my race season finishes out fucking brutal because during July. I have the Super Spartan one week, which is fucking brutal in July. Every year, it's so fucking hot, and on that mountain, there's no shade, there's no kind of shit like that, and it just beats the ever-loving shit out of you. There's barely any fucking water stations. They got some water stations, but believe me, as hot as it's been, it fucking blows my head up every fucking year. That race fucking hurts, but it's the third race of my trifecta. I've now, um, this will be my third trifecta that I complete. Um, I did it last year and I did it the year before. And, um, you know, so that's, that's the finale of that. Well, the week after that tough mutter in fucking long Island, which again is another hot race, but I don't mind that one being hot. Cause tough mutter's got a lot of fucking water, a lot of fucking water. So that, that's like, that race is such a fucking fun race. Um, when it's in, in the heat. In the cold, that fucking race sucks. 
but um that's why i decided to go to long island for it the one that's over in jersey is in like october november i've done those shits in october november they're fucking brutal and pitiful i fucking hate them um but tough mutter in long island is a lot of fun i really really enjoyed that last year it's gonna be fucking brutal being the week after the super spartan i got fucking six days to turn around and then get the fuck back out there and do over 10 miles of fucking obstacle racing right after the fucking super so it's it's gonna be a brutal brutal finish to my race season so that's the uh the race thing uh shaheen wants to know if um czw is ever going to respond to gcw continually taunting them i don't fucking know you know as well as i do i don't fucking work there DJ is a fucking cuckold, and um, he just continues to let people just, just, just fuck with his company and make them look like shit. Sammy Callahan doesn't give a fuck about CZW. He can say whatever the fuck he wants to say. He's booked everywhere better that he can get booked every chance he fucking gets. He doesn't give a fuck. He books garbage, absolute trash. I didn't think people could book worse than fucking DJ Hyde, and it seems like Sammy definitely can. Um, for instance. This show, um, I, I don't have any cards in front of me or anything like that, so this is going to be like the worst fucking um, preview. I'm not really doing a preview, but um, uh, the main event, the big the big uh, draw is uh, Penta, Phoenix, and RSP. I, I mean, I didn't even know they know each other. You know what I mean? Against Sammy Callahan and... Uh, the Chris, O O V E O whatever the fuck. So, I mean, look, that's a lot of talent in the match, but like Ricky Shane Page is one fucking cage of death, and then he's got the world title. They take January off. There's no fucking shows in January, and their return at their anniversary show, no world title match. He's just smashed into a six man with a bunch of people who, for the most part, don't even fucking work there. Like, he's going to team up with two guys who definitely don't fucking work there. And then Sammy, on the other side, barely fucking works there. But he books, you know, he books via fucking text message, and his buddy Zach Burns will fucking, you know, fucking smash together whatever garbage they decide they want to put on the show. And then, uh... You know, the Chris, who maybe they'll be working in TNA next month. Maybe they won't. You know, maybe they'll be stealing Masada's fucking skewers or Marcus Crane's fucking gas mask shirt or the fucking Starbucks logo with fucking uh, B-Boys, no fucks given written on it or, you know, whatever they're going to steal next. But all tremendous talent, nothing going to be wrong with the match. Those guys will all go in there and kill it. But for what? Like, what does that lead up to? It leads up to nothing. It leads up to not having a world title match. Um, they do a show like the next week or two weeks later in Asbury, another spot they haven't run before. And now it's Matt Tremont versus uh, RSP for, for again, like no real fucking reason. Like he just had a match with Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Lloyd at fucking uh cage of death. And then like, all right, well now he's got a world title shot. I, you know, I, I know like they did the whole, Oh yeah. He, he never, lo- you know, he never, uh, never got a, a, a rematch and this and that and all of this kind of crazy shit but you know it is what it is i mean there's not going to be anything wrong with that i have l- way less questions about a, a title match between rsp and matt tremont than i do a, a six man with fucking people who don't work there 
with your world champion. I mean, there's not really a lot of reason for that. But, um, you know, so uh, that that's that. Uh, Brandon Kirk and Joey Janela will kill it, but, again, it's for no reason. I mean, uh, Brandon Kirk seemingly had somewhat of an upswing and had like a, um, you know, they're booking him pretty heavy. Joey's just kind of all over the place. Um, I mean, they're, they're going to kill it in a match. It just doesn't it just doesn't amount to shit, you know. So uh, that's that. Um, yeah, I don't really understand CCW's booking. So as far as them responding to GCW, I wouldn't expect much of it. I mean, that's 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 crazy. But um, I mean, you could hope, Shane. I don't know. You want to, um, you know, attend the third half of the show or you know, third quarter, the third third of the show. You could do whatever you want. I don't. I don't know, man. Um, you know they're they're gonna put on good matches here and there, but as far as them running great shows, I think that's it's pretty much done. Um, uh, what do I think of Joey versus Great Suzuki? I mean that's cool, cool booking for the uh, the what is that the Joey Spring Break New Orleans thing? I mean that's cool. Um, yeah, Shaheen will show up after intermission. Yeah, good dude, show up after intermission and watch uh, that um, Penta match. I mean you'll you'll probably enjoy that shit. You know, but uh, yeah. What the? Uh, so so yeah, I, I think that's about it. Uh, I think I covered everything I, I was going to cover. Maybe a little bit more with the Facebook Live deal. So um, yeah. Um, that's that's what I, I just fucking told you. I thought that match was cool. Um, you know, like I said, they. Oh um, you know what else I want to just touch on real quick is uh, next year WrestleMania is in Jersey. Which um, could be pretty interesting. I brought up a point on Facebook when someone was talking about it. There's a good chance that um, that weed that weed is legal in Jersey next year. So when all this tourism comes in for WrestleMania, there's a good chance that this fucking state makes a couple million dollars off of just that alone on the tourism. Could be fucking interesting. You know what I mean? Um, half the fucking locker room fails. Fucking wellness policy. WrestleMania is made up of like fucking indie stars, but then again, they're going to fail it too. It's going to be crazy. But uh, Drake Younger is like the only one. He, he returns to wrestling <laughs> because he's straight edge, so they need him. Uh, I don't know. Um, it should be pretty interesting. I mean, I ain't going to no motherfucking WrestleMania in fucking April outside in Jersey. What are you nuts? No. Um, but good for them too. Um, now's the time DJ should run best of the best around WrestleMania when the home crowd could actually fucking attend it and see if you could pack a building. Now you have all the, you know, all the wrestlers at your disposal. You don't have to fly anybody in. It kind of works out for your benefit. And then in the same token, you're not screwing your home crowd. So it it could work out Um, really good for the area as far as indie super shows go, because that's, that's what pops off. I mean, wherever WrestleMania is going to be at, you know, all the talents there, so it's easy for every company to just fucking bring this guy, bring this guy, work it out, and everybody's got fucking super cards. So, so good for that. Um, that that should be pretty interesting, even for just like the you know DVD, VOD, iPay-per-view type shit. Um, I'm very for iPay-per-view live shit still sells. I actually might end up watching a whole shitload of IWA because they're going on uh, I think Powerbomb TV or some shit, and they're gonna start running live shows. CZW. Stop being able to run live shows on iPay-Per-View. And Ian, who a lot of weeks has 35 fucking people in the crowd, now going to run fucking iPay-Per-View. So, uh, and, he, and he's got it hooked to a network, so you get the archives, as well as the live feed. Something, again, CCW has not been able to accomplish. So, good on Ian. 
add on fucking DJ. But again, you know, the the CCW faithful will tell you that they're making progress in the right decision, you know, in the right directions and is what it is. So, um, yeah, I think that's all I got. Um, what else? I think that's it, right? Fucking, uh, like I said, uh, Monday, I should be able to, uh, you know, get together with Shaheen, do the fucking show, um, talking about IWA. Obviously, you know, we'll do a little discussion about some of the things I talked about today. And, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll hit some other topics as well. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely plan on watching that over the weekend. Hopefully on Monday, I'll have a lot of shit to talk about a certain green bunch of assholes that didn't win the fucking Super Bowl again. Um, either that or it's going to be a, a rough Monday, but I'm talking to a non-football fan. So how much shit could he really talk? Um, at some point or another, I'm going to do like a Royal Rumble type of review with crystal who's one of my eight-year-old twins and um i'm gonna watch it with her live as i do as we do like running commentary uh she doesn't watch a lot of wrestling um when she does she enjoys it and um philly's philly's garbage bro um shaheen's uh you know telling me philly you know with a little greater than symbol Uh, philly's garbage complete trash um dog shit city um so anyway so you know, we're going to do kind of like a running commentary thing. Uh, I'm going to, you know, see what we could do, uh, you know, just watching it and just let the fucking comments flow with her. She's funny. Uh, she comes up with some wild things, just just watching things and reacting. So I, I think it could be something definitely completely different than what you normally hear out of me because I, I do a lot of shit talking and all that. It's not going to be a lot of that. It's going to be more or less her her doing the lead and uh, me, me kind of helping her along. Um, but you know, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. That's something I definitely want to plan and uh, do in the future and, and see what goes on. Anybody else got anything in there before I wrap this up? Uh, just give it a second. Uh, I got like five people in there. Shaheen, who's just going to te- tell me about Philly. We'll talk about that shit on Monday. I don't need to hear about that shit no more. Um, you just, you know, and, and then as soon as they, they legalize weed in Jersey, you're just going to move the fucking Jersey anyway. So stop waving the fucking Philly flag. Start packing your motherfucking bags. Yeah, you know I mean. Come on, bro. You know, goddamn well, you're going to be driving the fuck over here. Like, eh, I guess I live in Jersey now. <laughs> you go visit Philly for fucking cheese in a can. But, you know what I mean? You're be right the fuck over here. It'd be cool. We could watch fucking wrestling on TV and shit. But, um, yeah. So, I think I'm going to wrap it up at that. Um, <laughs> see? Fucking knew it. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, had a good time. Uh, let me uh, hit my outro over here that you won't even fucking hear because it's on my headphones and people on Blog Talk will hear it. So this is this is weird. I like the Facebook Live thing because it's like uh, you know somewhat interactive. It's kind of like a chat room. I've never had like I've I've had a chat room, but it really doesn't work out. You get a lot of eyeballs on this shit that would never even listen to a podcast or anything like that. So um, I enjoy it. I, I think it's pretty cool. You know spread the word, whatever, share it. Maybe people like the shit that they're hearing. They'll tune in next week. Um, definitely looking to continue doing this. We'll probably do this on Monday with Shaheen. And then, uh, you know, yeah, I'll try to do this on Wednesday shows and just see how it pans out. Cause can't hurt. It's like, it's like extra, um, publicity and uh, another way to distribute, you know, uh, fuck it. So, um, I think that's about all I got. And uh, I'll talk to you motherfuckers later. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. Tired as rain. 
grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Black Cheese tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just Don't know how to hide it. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Cusa Kick Radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness.